This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fennoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Laurie Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to ZombieCast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. You follow me? And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this week. And welcome, zombies, to ZombieCast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie, episode 354, where I'm Sean. I'm Matt. I'm Norma. And I'm Ted. And thank you, Zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. I want to thank you no matter where you get us, iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. But the best place is every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern at allgames.com forward slash chat. Come over there, click the Discord test, link, enter the test, chat, test, mingle test. with the zombies in chat. Which uh, chat's going pretty good right now. And mingle with us here on the show. You can interact with us on the show at allgames.com forward slash chat. If you want to hear us live. They cannot join us live on all devices. Simply get, and the best way is on the TuneIn app. The TuneIn app is free. There's a premium version. Premium, you get the NFL, all the sports stuff. You, you don't need the premium. You just need TuneIn. And it comes on most devices, like new cars. Uh, you know, most things, Alexa, Google Home, all them things automatically come with uh, TuneIn built on it. So you, you don't even have to add it. You simply have to say, Alexa, play All Games Radio on TuneIn, and she will play it. You can, it's that simple. But uh, the TuneIn device is on all gaming consoles, all tech devices, phones, tablets, refrigerators, cars, everywhere. Now get the TuneIn app. And I think I, I think we should just pimp the TuneIn app from now on. And a little bit of all games in there. It seems like people, a lot of people listen to us now on the TuneIn app. But uh, around the world, get the TuneIn app. All Games Radio is uh, what you need to like and follow over there on the TuneIn app. Sorry about that. Uh, we do want to remind you guys to go to ZombieResearchSociety.com for the official radio show of the Research Society. Go over there and browse all the news articles, which are, you know, they, every day they have something coming out. Matt, you should write for those guys. I loved your stories, Matt. You need, you, we need, yeah, we need a great. Matt Cameron competition over there, man. Yeah, I, I used to write for them a, a little while back, but it, I don't know what happened to that. I'll have to reach out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's your time, but you know, thank you for what you did for them, Matt. It was uh, it, we were all sitting on your shoulders as you wrote for those guys, but thank you for doing yeah. that. Is it? Do you think Matt could take down Cameron? What well, is Cameron take a guy down or a girl? We don't know. Yeah. We, I don't want to know. The mystery. I like well, the I mystery. Why don't we take down Cameron? Cameron's the Why man. are we talking about Cameron? Or I haven't even introduced Cameron yet. Man. man, Cameron is. We need Cameron on the show. On I the think show. after all this yeah. buildup. Man, curiosity. <laughs> Would it be bassy or girly? I, I don't know. The guys go to zomresearchsociety.com as we love being the official radio show of those guys. And, and you know, and the founder of there is Matt Moak. And you guys know him from the segment on AMC's The Talking Dead. George Romero was on the panel over there. Zombathon, Cameron, all the guys over there at the Society do some yeah. fun articles and really some scientific type stuff. They'll take theory and create good topics. And uh, there's doctors and lawyers and everything over there a part of that <laughs> society. So, uh, you know what? Someday, someday we, we got to earn that big patch like Chris Hardwick had, Matt Moak. One day, maybe the Zombie Cash crew will be awarded uh, with the black jacket and or the patch for the black the jacket. No, and we can the, all get the, the black jacket. Prize for broadcasting. Yeah, for we should society. get a patch. Cameron or or um, who's our other contact? Zombathon. There? Zombathon. Yeah, of course, Zombathon. I, Let's I get have a, a Zombie Cast patch. I got a patch on my guitar case uh, that I sewed on there. There was literally a hole on my guitar case because it's cloth. And I sewed a zombie uh, research society patch over the you hole, and it looks really good. Yeah, I'll take a yeah. photo of it. Yeah, bitch. I bought I bought it myself like years ago because yep. I felt like oh, I needed yeah, to buy right. something, so I bought a patch. And then I, coinc- I was like, I'm never going to use this. And then coincidentally, I found the perfect spot for it. Coinky dinkly, nice. So yeah, Luke, man, those patches would be nice. Maybe we could, uh, that, dude. I would buy the tightest black jacket because you know whenever you see the <laughs> the zombie research society. Alumni wear those jackets. Like I said, Chris Hardwick's on there, Matt Moak. But but it's it's almost like Bruce Campbell's jacket. It looks like you would touch that patch and women would just become pregnant. I mean, it's, it's that sleek of a look. I but, mean, uh, if but I could we do, do that, love that. That would be pretty amazing. But anyway, yeah. Don't great. send a patch yeah. to Matt's house. We don't need Mariana getting pregnant again. I don't need a third. Yeah, for the third time. For the fifteenth time. Like a bunch of <laughs> mooses up there. But guys, go to zombieresearchsociety.com. You know what? They're they're really good to us. We're really good to them. And you know what? It's a good bridge that we have. And we love being the one and only official radio show of the zombieresearchsociety.com. And while you guys are over on social media, go to Facebook and Twitter. Like and follow ZombieCast World as we love mingling with you zombies all week. Now, guys, later in the show, we are going to break down a little bit, non-spoiler, Joker. I think me and Ted saw that film. We're going to be talking Creep Show, and we got the season premiere, season 10 of The Walking Dead, which we're going to start off with, because I know a lot of you guys have been anticipating The Walking Dead. And, and you know what? I, I think, you know, not, we don't really need a warm-up segment this week. I think we should, we got enough topics that we can go right into The Walking Dead. And, you know, in previous past of The Walking Dead, it was always you wake up on that Sunday morning, and you're like, hmm, the birds are chirping. You know what? The holidays are among us. You know what? It's Walking Dead Day. Today's a damn season. You know what? This walking is my favorite, Dead Day. Favorite time of year is literally yes. right now. Yeah. And October. It's getting cold. It's finally getting cold. Fear Fest is on the way. Fear Fest so, is on the way. It's finally getting cold. Walking Dead's back. Creep Show's on. American Horror Story's back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's all this mo- monster stuff going on. And it's starting I, it, to get cool a little bit. Yeah, it, it was like 90 degrees everywhere. And I think everywhere in America, it suddenly just got, like, the temperature to suddenly drop 25 degrees in the same week. Yeah. So it's, 66 it's, the high here tomorrow in North Carolina. It's, yeah, it's so, going down wow, to the 40s here next week. So, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. It was a long, hot summer. 
Yeah. But, uh, but you know, in seasons past, I, I know we've always done that. We, in, in, in the super secret chat, you, you would we would always say, hey, man, it's, um, it's uh, The Walking Dead Day. We'd, we'd be stoked about it. And you would look on Facebook, and you would literally see nonstop chain reaction post of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Now, yesterday, you know, I was on Facebook all day. Uh, I, I remembered when I woke up that it was uh, the season premiere day for season 10. But all day long, I, was, I didn't get any reminders about The Walking Dead, and it was about 7.30 last night. I was like, oh, oh yeah, The Walking Dead comes on tonight. And I made a <laughs> post about it. But I got to say, that was the, the post that I post was the only post, the first post that I saw yesterday about The Walking Dead. Mm. So w- w- did it seem different for you guys, or, or was it the same ch- kind of a chipper day when you wake up and you're like, damn, Walking Dead is back today. Walking Dead day. No, I had no idea. <laughs> I think Matt made a comment about it in chat. Like, oh, Walking Dead Day Wait, today. None like, so, Wait, so only what? two of us even knew the show was coming back? Only two of us I had no this. idea. I had kind of remembered. I thought it was remembered. next Sunday, actually. So that's why I was thrown off. And I'm like, no, really, you're kidding. And Matt's like, no, no, it really is today. So I'm like, oh, well, good thing I can plan around Ooh. that. So thanks, Matt. Thanks, hey, Matt. Hey, gotcha. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Matt's saving the day. But, but, <laughs> yeah, but I... I, I I loved it. I, I enjoyed last night's episode. I know, I know you guys had some flaws yeah. about it, and yeah. I had some flaws about it. But <laughs> I thought you hated I kind the of slow episodes. Yeah. I thought you hated the slow nothing episodes. All last season, you're like nothing happened this episode. I hate it, and that's well, exactly I, what this I, first I think, episode was. It was just. I think I, I had the anticipation the the entire episode that something's going to happen. You know, we got the thing coming from the sky. It showed the USSR satellite. The, th- the thing having trouble from the sky in space. Twenty seven different angles. Point of views. Yeah. It just so happens to land in their backyard. Yeah, yeah it, it was always going ahead. sideways. It was always going sideways, but it <laughs> it really went straight down. Okay, right? no, 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 no. Okay, look. Well, Problem one with this episode: this thing <laughs> blew up in the sky, like miles in the air. That thing would have fucking landed 500 miles from where they were. Okay, it is going sideways. It's like, it's like no, it landed like down. Eighteen thousand miles an hour, I think, to be in orbit, Ted. Eighteen thousand miles that an hour. That thing would have Plus- landed in California. Wouldn't like it be like much bigger and grandiose if it was that close to them? Not just that, but would there be chunks of stuff flying everywhere? You know what? That's I have a friend who was so right. That thing these... was in space. It was so high. It was in space, and it was going now, horizontal to them. It wasn't headed at them. It was going parallel. Yes. And then they just right. walked now, down the street, and it's sitting there. Oh, they now if, yeah, if it was you, just a quick jaunt remember, to the boundary. <laughs> Now, if you guys remember, on that tragic day when we lost Columbia, the space shuttle, uh, uh, remember they, they started the, that was, seeing that was the Challenger, Sean. The no, the Columbia. We lost the Columbia yeah. too. God, Columbia damn it. coming back in, <laughs> coming, coming back, back in. And, and do you remember yeah. they were like the space shuttle went missing, and, and me and Freeman, mommy, uh, just Ashton was born then, and we were she was she woke me up. She's like, they can't find the space shuttle. They think it, it blew up. So we were watching it, and all of a sudden people. They were like on CNN and Fox News were showing like these. It looked, it looked like shooting stars, just like it showed last night was coming across the sky. And then remember the 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 Columbia was all over Texas, I think, all the way to California, where they found pieces of it. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. like I said, it's eight eighteen thousand miles an hour to to be in orbit. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, and it's coming. But it was weird the, that it that it was like that. It was on And it no, it hit the the it. sea yeah. people <laughs> uh, coming it's, from space. It, yeah, and, and, and I know. It's science fiction. It's we can't go by those rules, but 
I, I did think that that was kind of silly. Well, then all of a sudden, yeah, there's reality within you know the the world's a, a fantasy world, but there is reality in the world, like physics and things like that that are not science fiction. And yeah, I just was kind of like, why is it, that thing should be like a million miles away? I'm overthinking it, but it should. Also, is there not radiation from that stuff, or am I, that might be just nitpicking? Like coming from a space where there'd be no, there radiation be. on a satellite. I remember they the Columbia; a- they warn people of radiation. But they did yeah. make a comment on the show yesterday about radiation on it. Maybe that's yeah. why King Zeke started coughing. Oh, radiation poisoning Ooh. from the satellite. Oh well, they got the he got the gas or maybe he got the gas inhalation though. I thought. Yeah, I thought that's the smoke inhalation. But they made a point of it, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, you're right, man. I, I didn't even think about that. Well, Eugene says we are surrounded by radiation, as it seems. We're all poisoned. So. I, they did touch that. I the first, you know, usually the beginning scene is a scene that is the one the most important to me because that beginning scene is the one that's got to grip me to really like enjoy an episode. But I really felt like it was so cheesy. This opening training day, I don't know, like <laughs> the three hundred. Did, yeah. did you guys? Yeah, did you guys like feel that? I'm like, this is so weird. It's like the four feathers, but like cheesy. I found it kind of cool. But it was it was a bit cheesy. But I, I thought it was it was kind of the coolest part of the episode. But for what me. was the point? What was the point of it? Are they going to try to use those tactics against the whisperers that were going to easily just walk around them and kill them? Yeah, no, <laughs> it now, definitely wouldn't work against the whisperers because they're now, smart. Guys, I learned some skills during training day. You know what? They, they was on TV, but I, I was learning as well, getting my education from The Walking Dead, and I learned okay. during training day. Why would you ever stab a zombie in the chest? And then the head. Why, why would you waste your energy? Yeah, it's a waste of time, right? That doesn't even yeah. slow them down. Because a lot of times they'll hit them in the chest and then the head. Why? And, and, and I was like, why? Why? That's just waste. Waste, waste. Just, just dab them in the head and be done with it. Yeah. I kind of like the scenery, though, at the beach and, and where they were last night. It felt like that we kind of got out of the... Alexandria for a little bit, and and you know got a little space, like almost like they was on the road. Phil, I love it when they're on the road, whenever whenever they're on a journey to go somewhere, like what was it thirty three miles out, whatever that episode was, seventy miles out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is uh, probably one of my uh, favorite I, episodes in season two. Can we talk about I I don't know, like look, I thought it was five minutes of plot stretched to an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I was extremely disappointed and bored with it. Um, and I just thought all that was accomplished in this episode was a satellite fell from space. And the rest of it was just filler, discuss- catching up. Like, Harold, where have you been? I've been out fishing for the last month. So, so where have you been? I hope the whispers. And then we have, like, repeated scenes of people still belly aching over Rick. Still yeah. belly aching, talking. Then a scene of, like, the, telling the story of the brave man on the bridge. You know, like, I don't know. Well, there's also, too, like, it has a tendency just to, like, five-minute scenes of just exposition. Just, like, here's what happened. Are we the good guy or bad guy? Like, it just, it just unnatural dialogue between characters. Now, yeah. N- now That's weird, because well, I think that's something we should have explored a long time ago. It's weird to bring it up now. Yeah. Now, now Norma, you was not on at the end of last season. And I went through correct. this thing almost every episode of saying... Well, you know, you, you got these huge celebrities on The Walking Dead, right? <laughs> now, they were big people, say, at cons. 
now you know that they couldn't even get through the doors of a con. But, but you know, people like Tyrese and people that have, are just in the past on The Walking Dead, like their fame goes down real quick and they are forgotten. Right. And for me, it was like kind of like you know, are people going to be like Rick? Who? Rick? Oh, Rick! Like yeah. like just lose his popularity. And is this a way to keep Rick on the mind of people? It was maybe. maybe what we debated true toward, toward his popular toward when the movies come out people's like oh, oh yeah I guess I'll catch the movie but knowing that it'll have nothing to do with the show that I like really I guess I'll catch it they're kind of unnecessarily bringing up Rick like unnaturally just still I mean it's been like six years and I know you're sad over right. someone that dies but six years later Michonne is still like having breakdowns and crying and Daryl is still like <laughs> I just know he would have loved this so much. And all this stuff. It's been a long time. I know. Rick, well, right. Rick got like over Lori like, in the span of two years. And then it seems like Michonne's taking a long time. Now look, everyone grieves in their own way. But it seems like after six years, there would have been like moving on. But I think you're right, Sean. I think they're just trying to keep the name Rick alive. So when the movies begin, people aren't like, whoa, who? I, See, but I think, I think even, of it... But it's crazy how fast they lose their popularity whenever they leave this show. I mean, it's nuts how quick to where you're like, they're just not at a con or anything. I mean, you get back and think of a lot of people, you know, you know Lou Temple would, he would you know, I, I'm just saying it's just crazy how fast people's popularity loses from this show. Well, of well, course. Out of sight, out of like mind. With, it's a- right, exactly. Out of sight, out of mind. But it's also, it's a huge cast, right? So I think, you know, there's lots of people to pick up the mantle. I think they're turning uh, Aaron into the next Rick. Like, he had his whole, like, no more Mr. Nice Guy speech last night. Yeah, I'm kind of digging Aaron. He ca- Aaron? Oh, Aaron, yes. And, and Aaron kind of said, like, what, um, what uh, uh, he kind of said what the audience has been saying for years. He's like, what if we're, we're the bad guys in someone else's story? We said true. that too, you know, like like from being its point of view, these fuckers are, are bad people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they killed all of us, hundreds of people. Yeah. And they killed them when right. they were sleeping, and, you know. And even though Negan had bad ways, his don't logic Don't you start, was, Norma. Let's, they had to kill him in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't join these pro-Negan, far-right wingnuts. Now, now I'm pro-Negan. Now, Matt, would the logic been okay if, like, Rick walked up, put a knife to his head and said, Hey, in the set, then the guy opened his eyes, then he goes, ah! <laughs> Would that have been okay? Because the guy wasn't asleep if he did that. Yes. If they, like, if they rang a bell and let them wake up first. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, I for like know. a second, like, they don't even know what's what happening. What if they These did, like... guys go, what? Then he stabbed <laughs> The little Xanax. They had to. The They're being strategic. Akuna, Matata. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, I, last night's episode felt like an episode nine in the season. Like, it just, for a season premiere, it yeah. felt so slow. Yeah. yeah. So non-interesting. Like, if you're, if they were trying to get new people to the show, I would tune in and be like, I have no interest in this. Mm-hmm. It's just called the walking talking now. It's just people walking and talking. There can't be anybody new. I don't think they're, they're not going to have any new viewers at this point. It's like the 10th season. People are like, yeah, 10 years I'll, in. I think I'll check out this walking dead show everyone's talking about. Yeah. I gotta do true. it. I go do it. Well, I will say, um, so here's I um, a couple of my thoughts on the whole Rick thing. Because, yes, you're right. Out of sight, out of mind. But I also feel like they're still continuing to talk about him. Because it's almost like, you know, back in the day where, you know, even um, 
tribal um, people talk about their ancestors and the battles that they fought. So we're kind of yeah, at that primitive stage still. So I think, yeah, I yeah. think they still keep him around and they toss him around because he is a legend. You know, this is he was at the beginning of this. And, you know, that's why I think they still do that um, as far as talking about Rick as well. Right. I don't know if you guys now, noticed, too. Sorry, just quickly. Um, at Hilltop, there was paintings of Glenn, Herschel, yes. and I think um, the little sister as well. Which is kind really? of a neat little touch. Yeah, just little, yes. like, uh, paintings of, like, the, the lost and forgotten, right? Or the lost. So I said that yeah, was I didn't, I didn't even that. notice that. Now, I, I'm going to say this now. I was thinking about this last night. Now, Rick has been gone a season and a half. or No, he left last season, right? It's been one year, I think. I think, yeah, yeah he's been gone a like ago. a year. Maybe a couple episodes in, it, it'll be one year. Now, now, Andrew Lincoln left because of the love of his family. You know, living in England, traveling here, filming the show, being away from his family, making his family travel back and forth. And he kind of left the show to go back, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. now, I just wonder... I could see me doing this, you know, to, to where I come up with that theory. I want to go back to my family, but once I go home, and then he gets sick of them, and well, we're not sick of them, but but, but but you start missing what you were doing, and and the checks have literally stopped the check, coming I'm in, just missing the money most of all, probably. Well, yeah, but but you know, the, the family lives nice, and the and you know yeah. when the checks are coming in, but the, and the wife just is, won't stop nagging and running her running her yapper, and you just can't take it anymore. And yep. the kids are saying, being oh, little shits running you. around the house. <laughs> but I yeah. honestly think, but, but because there's no, there's no uh, salary cap like there is in sports, right? There's no salary cap in TV. So I think that the that the makers of The Walking Dead, AMC, Kirkman, and all those guys, could really realize, you know what? We could pay this guy a lot of money to come back. And I really think that you know, you've done this for nine years of your life. Big money was coming in. The big money has stopped. I, I just got a gut feeling that we could get Rick back on the regular series one day. Not I feel like in five back? years maybe or something. I feel like, like we've Maggie done left. Rick's story though, and that's why they're moving forward with new characters. That's why yeah. Tara is gone. That's why. But if Enid Rick came back, gone, they never did. Show would be they huge. never did Tara's first story though, where they killed her. She never had a story. But if Rick came yeah, back, this show would be existed. back up. It would be back up to par. It is, is three seasons before he left. If he I came back, be... oh my, it'd be a hundred million viewers. I mean, we're saying good. Well, we're saying goodbye to Michonne this this season. Oh, that's right. I was shitting. But I think last night. I think the big mistake was killing Carl because I thought the whole direction was Rick dies, then Carl kind of picks up his right, mantle. It's kind of like what the son learned from the father. Oh, yeah, but, but kind of like the lessons he learned from his father, right? That's I thought that was the whole theme right. of it. Yeah, and too bad that the creators can't just come out with a pu- public statement and say, you know what, we messed up. You know what, Carl's coming back. Up. I mean, it, you know, it, it's not out, out of the woods, but but if I if I had ownership of something like that, I'd be like, you know what, let's just let's just cut our losses and, and admit, you know, we messed up. You, you scratch that whole thing. Season ten, we're going to start as if Carl had never got killed, and and Rick is gone. You can't do. So you're, they're going to have to. You can't do that. They're going to Terminator. They would never do that. Dark but, it and pretend like the last three movies didn't happen. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they never Look, do that. We, and we, we used to, we used to, com- we used to complain about Carl so all the time. But no, the don't show you need, start, Norma. 
<laughs> you know, we, I always complained about Carl's acting and Carl this and Carl that, but we I, we never thought Rick would leave. We never in a million years thought Rick Grimes would leave this show. There's no way Rick could go. No way. No way. No way. Mm-hmm. But you, I think you got to have one. You got to have Rick or Carl. I, I, I feel like that's really needed on this show. Right. I like Judith more than Carl. Honestly, Car- Carol yeah. is not enough. I'm liking Judith Car- a lot. Carol, and you know what? Carol it's interesting is, that you mentioned Carol. It's not Carol. enough to to pull me in, Sean, because I think they really she's worked di- really hard different. to establish there is no relationship other than a deep friendship with Dale and or Daryl and Carol. Friendship Which bracelets. Was, yeah, I know. She's on a hump I'll on a motorcycle. Me. What are you talking about? She's <laughs> like, I'll hump you on a boat. I'll hump you on a goat. I'll hump. No, she's best green friend. eggs in hand. I am on the bed, no, on the floor, like, up against, uh, on the towel by the door, <laughs> in the yeah. car, up against the mini bar. But she, you guys didn't feel that. She was like, "You want to go on a boat? I'm on a go on your motorcycle." What are you saying, Norma? You, know, you think there was a subtle he, sexual tension? No, it, they I think very she subtly it. placed in there how Daryl is learning sign language. You saw the little book in his pocket, so they're really like trying to show that there is nothing between Daryl and Carol, which I think it's a shame because I thought they were really working on that several seasons behind until this whole, like, um, Beth thing came about. Right. I don't know. Anyways, I so, think they would have made the better couple, to be honest. The, the question is... No, Daryl and Carol. Carol. Well, oh, Daryl and Carol. But the question is, and, and, and like I said, it, it was... I'll give it a break last night. I, I I enjoyed it. Like I said, it was just one of those steady episodes that, you know what, I was watching it. You know, but, it but it felt like it would have been better if I was binge watching last night and was able to continue watching. Mm-hmm. But usually everything goes into the first episode, and then we get a lot of sleepers, and then we get the, the mid-season finale, and then a big bang show, or the mid-season you know, return. And you know what, last night was, was like the Blazing Gun episode. This was the big sleeper. Yeah, the season is, it, is it? I mean, the big the big hype about finding the um, the skin with the seashells, you know, the right. whole um, trying to not let the fire burn down the forest, but now they're crossing the lines. The and whole, you know, probably killing a couple of their their people by accident now, because they don't want, and nobody wants now, to step I'll, on toes. We learned that this whole this whole episode yesterday. Nobody, and it's funny because. Carol at one point was asked, "Why don't you come with us to find them?" She's like, "Nope." But then later in the in this in the episode, she's like, "Why are we not going after these people?" So right. I don't know why that was a little wishy washy there. But you know, they're they're trying really hard not to step on toes. All right. Well, here's my question to you guys. And I was thinking about this last night, and I was wondering, yeah, you know, uh, like me, I've always blamed Scott Gimple. I'm like, man, he sucks. He sucks. He killed Carl. He sucks. He was a showrunner. He sucks. Gimple, Gimple, Gimple. <laughs> and everybody's always praised Greg Nicotero. They're like, Greg Nicotero, Greg Nicotero, Greg Nicotero. You know, he's good at makeup, man. Every time he does an episode, he's badass, man, Greg Nicotero. Mm-hmm. Now, now he's one of the showrunners or the producers of the show. And after watching the first episode, first half of Creep Show last night, I started thinking to myself, now, Greg Nicotero is in charge of this, and he's in charge of The Walking Dead. Right. And I think that the the first half of Creepshow last night was just poorly done, or well, something. I, I, 
Uh, the wolf, the wolf one. Yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah. It was just. But my point is, is may, are we overrating Greg Nicotero when it comes to being in the director's chair? Well, he didn't direct that werewolf episode. He, okay. He directed the second. He di- the only one. He directed the, the um the one the second one with Bob the, the little alien thing. Yeah, he directed the, the He directed the we one with the guy with the. We should. He directed. The mold guy, the one with the mold, the dad right. drinking the beer. Yeah, we should have got a transformation last night. We should have got a transformation. Oh, a well, werewolf? You know, they don't have the budget to do a werewolf. No, transformation. yeah, like Sean, like what they did. It, get, moving on the creep show a little bit. Like I noticed, you notice in all three transformations, they cut to to like a comic book animation yeah. thing. Right, they did right. that. Yes. They they totally. I thought that was cool, but they totally did that for budgetary reasons. They oh, found yeah. a clever, stylish way. To not have to do a, now, uh, a, a makeup effect. Okay. Makeup okay. So, yeah, so, all right. So here's my twist. So I, I wanted you guys to say this. I wanted you guys to say that, right? Now, okay. now, Greg Nicotero is doing the f- effects and stuff, right? And AMC owns both. AMC owns Shutter, which is producing Creep Show. AMC owns The Walking Dead. Now. They done the most ghetto animated deer last night on The Walking Dead. <laughs> they did. They decided they did, to put yes. money into that and not a werewolf transformation. The way the deer Blows fell, dude. Like it, I saw. It would it. be did, cheaper. Did you see how it fell? Train a deer to fall. Clap. It, it like it fell like there was. It was so bizarre looking. Like I was watching and you see this deer struggling or some reason, and it just went. And it was it was so yep. the way it fell yep. looked so bad. Like there was no physics to it or. Something was just massively off about how it fell over. Now AMC is funding the money into both of these. Now, I, I, I was, I was just, I was like, they're, they're going to animate this deer. Which, how much would it be to be to find somebody that trains animals and be like, hey man, we just need a deer to lay down. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, you know, a million dollars on a fake deer CGI. Well, why, why they even need the deer? I don't. Why is that even? In the, why are you spending money on that at all? Like that scene add nothing. You're right. Why is that even in the well, show? Well, actually, and I have to say it fire. did. It added to the story in the sense, and this is my thought, that um, about food because they wanted the deer, and but now they've crossed the line. They would have crossed Alpha's line, and that's where right. um, you know being Carol cautious. was like, "Well, who yeah. cares." You know, we could have fed 200 people, and Dale's like, Dale, I keep wanting to come Dale. Daryl is like, no, we're not going to, you know, push any buttons that we don't have to. So mm-hmm. I think that was a point of that. Um, but, yes, it was super cheesy. If, you know, if anything, they didn't even have to show the deer fall. They could have just had it already laying down. They could have just had the deer get swarmed by zombies and eaten. Why, why did it even need to be sick for no reason and fall? Unless that's part of the plot that the deer was sick? Well, he was shot. I think they, I think they had shot. shot the deer. Oh, it was shot. They shot okay. the deer. But even... Because well, I, I rewound it, sure I, I, I was like, what is it? To... Was it? I thought it was a zombie. I didn't... Gorilla? I didn't know what it was. The Walking Dead is so blurry on my TV. I don't know if it's just my TV. No, it's but, AMC. It's but when shit. I watch it live, when I watch The Walking... Like, when you watch it on DVD, I, I have, for some reason we, I've seen it on DVD or Blu-ray or something. It looks phenomenal, but live, it is so pixelated on my TV it's cable, every cable single Cable television episode. is still, like, garbage resolution, even in 2019. Like, I, nothing I, looks most like Most that. cable channels to me that are supposed to be high-def look like crap. Compared, especially compared to like a Blu-ray. Modern Family doesn't look like that. It seems like The Walking Dead should at least be a little clear. 
I mean, it is not clear at all. It has it on yours, Matt. Uh, what the the grain of the film? <laughs> no, like the resolution. The resolution. It does. It it's really like does. Bit. Yeah. I was wondering if I was just getting a bad reception last night, but yeah. it, it looks really kind of muddy. Well, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I told you guys. Well, I literally told you guys one time. I remember like I had a friend come over to my house because she wanted to watch Walking Dead because she never she just wanted to watch Vermeer, and she was like. I thought you said you had high definition. I was like, this is high definition. She's like, this looks terrible. I'm like, this is what AMC yeah. looks like. Let us know, listeners. Info at zombiecast.net is our email. Let us know if The Walking Dead is blurry on your TV. Info at zombiecast.net. But I've, got, I've also, I've also like got a question. Know. If you buy a DVD or, or sorry, Blu-ray of The Walking Dead, is it high def? Yes, like, it looks you know phenomenal. What? I'm going to turn on Netflix right now. And put yeah, on I was going to say, Netflix isn't even so bad. And I'm going to see what that looks like. Yeah, see what that looks like, because the Zombie Research Society, whenever we first bridged with them, I, I won that contest, and they sent me Fear, and oh, I was watching I some behind-the-scenes. The, uh, that was the, the, the coaster. The coasters, the coasters, the coasters yeah, the coaster contest, and, and uh, the it looks good. It looked good. It, it looked like high-budget, high-definition transformation, but, but whenever you watch it live, something about that live feed is terrible on on. AMC, but it's not the other shows because I watch shows after it. It's just The Walking Dead. Yeah, like yeah, Breaking Bad didn't look like that. Okay, I'm on ep- I'm on season nine, episode one. Let's see what the Ooh. picture looks like. Oh, you get you're Let's gonna see Rick. See it. Yeah, it looks Previously it looks way fucking Dead. better than the AMC feed. It's, gr- it's it has a grain to it, but it's not like blocky and shit. And it's not live listeners because football doesn't look that way. Yeah, you know, when you watch the Super Bowl, it's not pixelated. I, I, I would like to know why. Why is it, why does it not why is it not transmissioned in like, HD to our I, TV I find sets? a lot of channels that way. Like I, I I flipped over to Freeform a minute ago because they're showing Ghostbusters and all this Halloween stuff. It had sort of the same blocky, shitty quality to it that that AMC has. So, so I think it's not just AMC. Some channels are just cheap. But they're right. but they're like if, if Freeform is owned by Disney. So it's like they should be like a super high quality, but no. It's super weird. Yeah, because, it is. Because I wonder, like, would I enjoy Walking Dead a little more if I'd been watching it in HD? Because sometimes I feel like it's just so muddy and uninst like it just it doesn't it's not visually appealing to me sometimes. It's a turn to, turn off. It's a little bit. Especially when it's the same scenery, especially when it's forest day like week in, week out, it's the same forest. Like maybe it'll just look better in high definition. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what else was I going? Oh, it, also, you you did notice that the satellite that fell was was a so it wasn't a Russian, it was a Soviet. So, Soviet. So that's oh, from that's like the that was like Soviet. a satellite from the eighties. Been there for a while. Yeah. Interesting. Um, now, so I, that that what gave credence to my theory that what's going to happen next week is this this Russian mid eighties Soviet satellite fell and, and fucking <laughs> Eugene, Eugene is like, I'm going to fuck around with it. I bet there's something in there we could use. He's going to start pulling on a hatch and he's going to, you're going to hear this. And like this white smoke is going to rise out. I'm talking, I'm telling you straight out of 35 years of Russian cryo sleep. Jim fucking Hopper is going to come rolling out of that thing. Boom. And he's, and, he, and, he's, and he's a cop like Rick. He's going to go and grab that little girl's hat, put it on, and they're going to have a scene where he's sitting around and they're, he's going to have Michonne and everybody around him explaining to him about the apocalypse. And he's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. One at a damn time. You know, he's going to be. Yeah. It's, it, 
and I, dude, and just start bad mouthing the dude, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and, having a smoke. And the fucking scenes of Negan and Jim Hopper in each other's faces are gonna be epic. I'd watch I mean, that. That's a good reboot. I'm down with that. <laughs> I would watch. I'm it. looking you know, for my daughter, Eleven. And yes. I and I could have completely missed it, which actually I think I did. But at the beginning of this um, episode last night, they give us the usual jargon. You know, scenes could be a little too intense, blah, blah, blah. And then part of it said nudity. But that's the first time yeah. I've seen that. And I didn't see anything. So did I miss it? Did you guys notice? I wonder I if that was added after the fact when they noticed like a zombie dong was hanging out or something. I think that was like an accidental nudity because I did not see any intended nudity in this, Me this whole either, episode. right? God so damn it, I was watching intently. Yeah. Derek H. said, are we excited about Zombieland? Double tap. I yes. am. I'm going to be on vacation Absolutely. during that, but uh, I'm going to see it. I'll see it on video in three months. Really? You're uh, not too excited? Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that first one, honestly. You will see fun. it, Ted. I'll see fun. it eventually. The first one was hysterical. Love for Zombieland. I so, yeah, it. The, there were some other zombie. Oh, oh. What, and also, what, what is up with the uh, Daryl Daryl Dixon's voice? Has gone. Yeah, has, it has gone full blown Christian Bale Batman. I noticed yeah. that too when he was tra- he, he was he was struggling to whisper in that voice last night. I did. Well, Kale, Kale, we know we could get on the we could get on the motorcycle. <laughs> we can just ride away. We gotta go find Clayface. <laughs> and that's what he sounds like. It's, it's like it's it's like distracting and sounds almost ridiculous how deep it's just for no reason. Oh, is, Car- is Carol on a boat now? I'm on a boat. Yeah, yeah. She's... run, Forrest. There's like Forrest Gump coming up completely. Like I thought she was coming back. Away from the kingdom, but like going to go live with like Hilltop or something. I didn't realize she How was much like time has running away, away. It's been like a month or two. Well, she was talking about all the all these stops that they're stopping at and dipping in and dipping out and. Dip, 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 it's weird, dip, dip. but you know what? If, if there was a zombie apocalypse, my ass would like to be on a boat. Not me. <laughs> Truth be known. <laughs> Not me. Be on a boat and get away I from the land. I don't want to deal with that storm on water, or sharks. Hordes of zombies but are. I wanted to touch a little water. bit on, like, because we're seeing relationships kind of like reform, right? We see a cup, a scene where two people are flirting with each other and they kind of make it open and they reaffirm each other that they're flirting with each other. Are you Does it feel like they're getting comfortable enough in their little societies that they're not afraid to start families and start, like, building up bigger and bigger? You're talking so. about straight sex? Or they want to sex it up? No, but no, Norm is, like, I mean, do they feel civilized enough that they're actually like, thinking about kids and they think it's safe enough to have kids and stuff? I don't know. That was his only scene last night, wasn't it? The musician guy? He was in a bunch of stuff, but he didn't have any, like... Oh, yeah, they, they they suddenly added this brand new, out-of-nowhere hot girl on the show. You noticed that last night? Yeah, yeah the one yeah. talking to the musician. Like, where's she, this? She's, like, crazy pretty, and she's just... Here she is! She's just here! I don't know where she came from. And also... Why does Magna always look filthy? And not just on the show. I, you follow her on Instagram. She looks filthy in real life. Yeah. She's like she's like the female. You know, Norman Reedus always looks dirty. She's right. The, she's the female Norman Reedus. Like yes. you see her on like like the red carpet at an event. She looks filthy. Really? What's her name? I don't know if I follow uh, her. Nadia Hilker or something like that. Nadia. 
Type oh, into she... Google, why does Nadia look dirty? Why does Nadia Hooker always <laughs> look filthy? Dingy. There it is, Nadia Hooker. Nadia Hooker, why does she look dirty? Ooh, she does, don't she? <laughs> she looks She looks like a crackhead or something in real life. Yeah, like her cheekbones, the way they go in. And she's got There's the... one where she's kissing the... Like doing and her, her hair always looks kind of matty, and she's got like dark under her eyes all the time. Even in, I mean, on the show, but also in reality, she might be a meth head for real. It's just her look. Some people have like a unkept look. Maybe that's her thing. It's possible. That's not body shamer. Um, Jesus. No, I'm not going to body shamer. She's of, hot um, in a lot of her. <laughs> she's hot in all of her pictures. But I see what you're saying, oh, Tish. She has that scuzzy name? look. She has, that, she has <laughs> okay. that Courtney Love look where she always looks like she just got out of like a windstorm. <laughs> There's a black and white oh. picture of her and Michonne. That Sorry, Norma. Norma, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking like the whole scene where, um, you know, I can't remember the doctor's name. Oh, my gosh. What is his feel name? Good. Yeah, feel good? Um, feel good. He's going to make it feel all right. Yeah. Doctor Feel Good. No, um, what's, oh my gosh. Rat Tail Jimmy? <laughs> it's the same Dr. Rat Tail Jimmy. He's a secondhand <laughs> hood. Feels out in Hollywood. <laughs> um, Rosita's baby's father. He's the one they call Dr. You know, feel Good, Ted. Oh, Eugene. Dr. Feel Good. No, d- no uh, not Eugene. Uh, he's, he's not got, the baby's he's, father. He's got a Middle Eastern name. Oh, oh. Uh, oh. I know. I know the name I Saeed. gave him, which is very offensive. <laughs> That's Saeed. Wrong show. Sadiq. Norma. Suck a dick. Suck a dick. Suk- yes, Suk- there you go. Like his whole. Sadiq. Like That's not his name. P.S. What is it? Is PS4? It's not Sadiq. I thought made it. It's not. Um, you know, is it Sadiq? So I think Sadiq. it's Sadiq. His post-traumatic you know syndrome. It is Sadiq. You're actually right. Is it Sadiq? It is oh, actually cool. Sadiq. Yes. All right. Sadiq, yeah. Norma, you make it ten now that we've figured out the name. Okay, well now I'm trying to think of what the actual like. Um, he has Pete. He has Pete. He has he has a uh, uh, whisperer decapitation PTSD. Thank you, PTSD. Yes. I couldn't like think of the the official term, and you see this moment, and you know he's with the baby. Because he's on baby duty, I guess, after they have this meeting about the whispers and they baby pick um, duty. whatever her name is. Baby duty. Here we go, Wreck-It Ralph. You said duty. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I posted a pic so in weird. our super secret chat. The other doctor that came in or, you know, like his apprentice, like, was that conversation weird to you? And, you know, Sadiq is in his moment of... a his trance of you know going through back to this traumatic moment and the doctor's like i can see you looking at my lips in a very sexy kind of way do you want to kiss them i don't know it just Ooh. felt like a forced conversation place. what are they just who trying is, to who's show that us that doctor they just suddenly have all these new characters that just wandered into the show during the off season right yeah so i don't know like if what what was the fair was that that was that new moment. people right I, I don't I don't know. Um, I, I, he just has PTSD because he was the only survivor of the mass decapitation, and right. I think that would screw anybody up in the head, right? So absolutely. So is this why they're showing that? Is that why we had this that awkward little scene? See, that was my question. You know, we're all why? doctors here. Yeah, they're setting up that he's God. He's, he's crazy. He's not crazy, but he's he's mentally messed up, and maybe that and that's got to lead to seem somewhere. Like a natural conversation to me i don't know it just felt like very odd like it was a very forced forced moment and like i understand what they were trying to show us i just i don't know it just took me out of that moment out of that element 
a lot of the moments were a lot of like you know that rule in writing like show don't tell a lot of them were just yes. like a lot of people just barfing dialogue at each other like remember what happened last year remember what rick hey i like you are we friends are we not friends oh i got a baby and he likes hardcore metal music like just it just I don't know. Just the scenes kind of drug dragged on for nothing me. Happen- nothing happened. Nothing happened. A meteor fell. Or a, a satellite fell. It was three seconds of story, and I got sick of them showing it from every angle. Like we need to know what everyone was talking about at the time the meteor or the, the satellite fell. Mm-hmm. They did it like from every angle. I, I did laugh though. Whenever, whenever the first time we saw it, as soon as they're like, Eugene's on the phone. Eugene's calling. And then when it showed to Eugene, that dude took off running. <laughs> I was just high. He had diarrhea or something. I want to look up Eugene's <laughs> little line. No, no, no. Um, uh, what's his What's his face? Uh, bad guy. Negan's. What was his little line he said in the middle of the gardening moment? Uh, it was actually pretty funny. I really love how they write his his lingo. People's putting their shit and pants on. No, no, it was shit and pants. I gotta look it up. Apples, tomatoes. I, I, I just with the show. I've gotten to where I just I, I like I watching it now. I you know I like it still, but I notice that whenever Negan appears on screen, I sit up, I sit, I lean forward a little bit, and my interest yeah. goes up. And then when he's no longer on screen, I kind of relax, and my interest level goes back down. They've got to get him. They got to get more the Negan lead. on the show. They got to get him out yeah. killing people and stuff. Because he would still have that sarcastic, bam, yeah. you know, when he kills got somebody. But, but even though me and Ted have always been Negan fans, we, we, we could all agree for once then. Yeah, he makes it interesting in terms of a show. I don't think he's a good person like you jerks do. We don't think he's a good person. <laughs> I we think, think he's, he's changed. We think he's the hero changed. Gotham needs right now or whatever. Absolutely. Okay? We're not, now not the one they, we, they, they, not the one they deserve, but the one they need. <laughs> he had order, that's for sure. He had a what? Right. Yeah. He had order. Yeah, if you call order of in- intimidation. Saddam yeah. had order. I was going to say it's Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein thing. Yeah, Saddam had order. You, you killed him. You see what happened. Everybody's crazy. I don't think you want to make that argument, Sean. <laughs> Saddam, Saddam Hussein needed to go, but it is true that when, they, when George W. When Bush they killed was a mistake, him, he needed people to, feared he, him. He needed to die. But when he died, everybody's like, well, fucking A, and people went crazy, and like all, the chaos just erupted because they were like, no longer had Saddam keeping everybody in line. He had fear. fear. But that's, hey, that doesn't mean don't stop tyrants. <laughs> right. Hey, this is a side note. I, I've been seeing this trailer. We go to the movies a lot lately because we got the, the Regal Unlimited Pass. And uh, Jojo Rabbit, man, I cannot wait for this film. And every time I see the trailer, I'm like, how are they, how are they going to release this this comedy of the Nazis and and Hitler and oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. making fun? They of, showed that of, trailer before Joker, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" God, that movie looks good, don't it? And, and, and he's a Nazi, and he falls in love with a little Jewish girl that's hidden. But but he's best friends with Hitler. Have you seen this trailer, Matt? Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Wes Anderson film. And Hitler's played by the guy that directed Thor Ragnarok, whatever his name is. Takiti. Uh, yeah. His actions and in the trailer when they're eating the unicorn ham, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, Hitler probably had it that like that. Whatever he wanted, he got. Yeah, 
But they're sitting there. It's just him and the kid eating at dinner, and it's a big, full, life-size unicorn-shaped ham. <laughs> but uh, Jojo Rabbit, I think it's going to be some controversy when that comes out because I mean, the, you know, it's like like the Nazis are the good guys. No, isn't it that uh, that Hitler's like his imaginary friend at camp? I thought that was the whole deal. I, I don't know. I don't know what the premise is. I, I just think laugh it, when I watch it because Hitler's all flexible and jumping around. Yeah, I think that's it. I think the little kid is like Hitler is his imaginary friend, and that helps well, it, him like get by. The, the new trailer, the one that you saw, Ted, Hitler is is like you should not be messing with that girl, and he's like we should burn it down and do this, and then it shows Hitler with binoculars spying on him a lot. So right. I wonder if Hitler's real or imaginary. What do you think, Ted? You saw the new trailer. I think Hitler is real. As long as we believe in Hitler, he will always be real. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like Santa Claus. People are trying to deny the Holocaust. You know, you go to jail in Germany if you deny the Holocaust. It's against the law. Yeah. Well, people are yeah, trying. Yeah, well, Germany's but. pretty... They're pretty self-conscious about that whole... <laughs> yeah, they, I hear they don't really like, like, Inglorious Bastards. They they really don't like movies. They don't let movies like that play there. Did you hear that South Park got banned in China? Because they yes. an episode about... So they've literally banned the show because of this one episode that aired last week. They're banned from in China now because they... I wonder... They pointed out whatever the... I don't even know what's going on in China right now. Oh, it's the protests, the yeah. democracy protests. Well, they made an episode about it. I think it was Stan started a rock band, and China banned his rock band. Because the, the episode was called, like, the China Band, but it was spelled... Oh, it's called Band in China, but Band was spelled B-A-N-D. Oh. And something like that. Gotcha. <laughs> so I guess we need to move on real real quick. Creep, creep uh, show. Creep show. Shutter. Okay, yeah, yeah, creep show. Can I just say one more thing? One more tiny thing. Uh, when um, Carol sees Alpha at the end... Would you not have taken a moment to like shoot her? Yeah, exactly. Or be like, hey right? guys, did over you, here, we got Alpha. Let's take her out. Opportunity. She <laughs> was all rifle, by herself. She? Yeah. She. Had, I she think so. Take a shot. Just finished killing everyone. They were hunting. Would you not have May taken I that have... moment to get rid of your number one threat? Well, maybe she's all thinking alone? maybe maybe that we won't fight each other. But if I kill her, we're definitely gonna fight each other. Well, I don't well, know. You, well, you killed the deer. During that scene, I, you've lost. But during that scene, I could not focus on it because I was like, "Why did they just change like that?" They were like, "There was a fire everywhere," and they're like, "Where'd Carol and Daryl go?" And they're playing on the rocks. <laughs> I was like, "What?" That was the most awkward change. The yeah, whole that was a woods are burning down, and a satellite fell, and they're playing on rocks now. And also, like, I, I like know, the only reason lost me there. the only reason they know the whispers are back is because in the entire giant woods, Carol just happened to walk out on a rock, and, and and Alpha just happened to walk out on a rock below that rock, and they saw each other. Small world. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Small world. Yeah. And that's the yeah. rock. I think we've seen them on that rock before. That's when she grabbed. Was it? It was it. Um, Daryl last season, and she brought him to that rock, and that's when she told him, "Oh, just you wait." Yeah, yeah. And why? Why did AMC spoil the whole? The guy, what? What is the guy? Uh, uh, William Hurst or whatever his name? No, what's that guy's name from uh, Sons of Anarchy? Oh, um. Oh, Beta. Opie. Yeah, Beta. Beta. Yeah. Now, now, why did they spoil that? Spoil what? Sorry. 
Because it said scenes from next week, and, and, and Beta's like, well, yeah, we have it. And he was sitting there doing his voice, and I was like, well, Beta's supposed to be dead, right? He, he fell down the, the no, elevator shaft. But they no, cut to him. Oh, he was no, still no. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He lived. Oh, no, did we he see lived, him live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, called, I called on that. I'm like, you just fell like 10 stories down. How are you surviving that? Okay, I didn't think. I didn't remember them even showing him at the end of last season. I thought that was the last time we saw him. Spoiler, but in the comic, that like something happens to Alpha and then Beta takes over and it's like way worse than she was, or something. It's like it's like Trump and I think so. (laughs) At the end of last season, he what was he he whipping her? He was whipping her arm with a Uh, with a a twist. Just one of those like penance things. Like she wants to be punished because she's hard ass. Yes. Tiger was going way too long. Sorry. Uh, but uh, Creepshow, let's move on to Creepshow. Shudder. I'm loving Shudder. 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 I'm really liking it, man. I'm, I'm dipping into it. I've been watching some of the new stuff. I'm, I'm liking it, Ted. I'm glad you turned me on to it. Everybody should get Shudder. I'm good at turning people on. You're really I'm good at turning. I'm That's really good at turning you on. I want to say... The thing about Creepshow that I absolutely love is their intro. It's the most neat-looking 3... You know, I don't have a 3D TV, but it looks 3D. That animation yeah. to the intro is... is I love it. I, I wish they uh, did a little more of like... I like the mid, the mid-story the mid animation where it panned across the graveyard. And it was like... The, guy, the creep is like... Ah, I love that stuff. That looked like an old Creepshow movie. You remember that yeah, shot yeah, where they, across yep. the cemetery? I'm trying to think. Yep, yep. Oh, I was trying to type. Like uh, in between. Do you, do you <laughs> ever type and you, you didn't get the blinking thing? You ever type and what was the end of that? Blinking thing. I, I was trying to type in our chat and I didn't have the little thing blinking. So I was typing for no reason. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, I've done that. For no reason. Like, yeah, I hate that. Yeah. You, you don't even you somehow don't paragraph. notice that you're not actually making words, yeah. even though it's right there. I was just ragging yeah. Tiger because he he told us our producer said I'm going to pee, and that was like 21 minutes ago. He's like I'm back. That's fine. The, so the note the, the but, Skype notifications popping up are getting a little little much though. You guys can stop talking now. Yeah, I put one in there. It's just one after another, just <laughs> nonstop. Bleep, 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 bleep. You know, it's um. Now that we're talking about, does it bleep on your show. guys' side? Because if you click it, the red, button, I turn the mute that off. I, I turn that it. shit off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. You I, I don't to even know when people's chatting. That. Uh, but uh, creep show. You know, l- last night, w- one thing, and, and I actually put on Twitter asking them not to do this anymore. When whenever you go to Shutter and you click on Creep Show and you click Episode Two, there's a picture of a werewolf. Yeah. And it, they automatically spoil the the entire first story. There's two stories on every episode. Totally spoiled it because you know they were throwing throwing hints about you know uh, uh, about a werewolf. Yeah, what is wrong with her eyes, man? And you're like, well, we know it's a werewolf. We just saw the. <laughs> it's literally in the thumbnail when you play the episode as a giant werewolf. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. With a soldier. So so it's a soldier scene. So you're like, this is definitely the werewolf story. And and, and I just mentioned, I was like, man, just just try not to take the fun out. I mean, you know, in a nice way, not spoil it uh, before we even watch it. You know, we're, we're all excited to watch it. 
we're, we're gonna watch it but uh once you click once you see the icon is like oh this is the werewolf one that i saw from the trailer yeah which was really awkward so maybe I, they'll change that well i i actually like the werewolf episode wasn't great but i actually have no real complaints about it because at least it was you know it was coherent and it had an ending to it mm-hmm. like my problem like with the first episode as i said both episodes kind of ended really weak you know they just felt right. like they just stopped and that that the werewolf story to me while it wasn't very strong it it had like a solid it, it was it was like kind of perfectly you know from beginning to end it was just nice in a straight arrow you know what i'm saying it didn't right, like right, it right. wasn't amazing and at the end it just fell apart like flat the first week um so whatever i i and matt liked the second one i really kind of did not like the second one i thought it was i like the second one a lot. i thought it was too dumb the there, second one was the acting i didn't good. like I, did, I didn't like uh what was the guy's name from uh, DJ, DJ Qualls? From, um, yeah, DJ yeah, Qualls. From, uh, I, I really didn't like his acting. From, one, one thing that I did like, and I'm going to spoil this. If you have not seen it, I'm, I'm going to spoil it. But the whole premise of the first one I really did like. And it was these guys that were running from the Nazis. They were in a bunker. They found a girl. Come to find out the girl is a werewolf. She'd locked herself, and in, a, she'd locked herself in a prison cell. For locked some herself reason. in a prison. Yes. So she, she was wanting to die. She was tired of killing kids and innocent people. She's like, I don't want to kill no more. So she's like, let me see your necklace. Let me swallow it. And it was like, a, I guess, a silver cross. Silver cross. Which is like a silver bullet, which would kill her. So And and then they come up with a premise. They're surrounded by Nazis. What can we do? And, and, and they think, they're like, bite us before you die. If we're going to give you the cross, we'll be a werewolf. And that way, their bullets won't kill us because they're not using silver bullets. Right. So she, so she swallows it, and then she bites each one of them gently in the arm. And then whenever the Nazis come in, you know what? They're badass werewolves, and they, and they destroy the Nazis. But there's a guy that, that boned them at the beginning that was a, that, that locked them in with the Himself. woman. Yes. Because she said, that, you know, one of the, the GIs, one of the American soldiers, was like, man, you're being too loud. So he locked them in with the woman and left them there to be killed by the Nazis. So in the end... The, they killed all the Nazis, and they caught up with this guy and killed him, pretty much. But but the premise of that, of saying, hey, bite me, I thought was, I really thought was genius. I kind of like that, that that dilemma and, and stuff of, of that whole story. I just wanted I like to see a, a, a transformation. I like the story. The I transformation. The... Um, oh, go ahead, Nora. But, but you got Thriller, you've got The Howling. Transformations is, when it comes to werewolves, it's not the werewolf, it's not the guy, but you know, it's, it's not the man, it's not the werewolf, it's the transformation. For me, the transformation is like gold. You know what I'm ta- talking about, Ted? Like, remember in Howling in the kitchen yeah. scene? When he changes, he comes back and then he starts changing again and, and he's got like the bubbly thing on his forehead and Michael Jackson, you know, that transformation, I mean... I think we could have at least gotten a, like a thriller transformation, something, a, a hand changing. Norma, what were something. you going to say? Norm, let Norma get a word in. I'm well, I was going to Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed the story a lot. The only thing was the animation to kind of like um, show them, you know, the fighting scenes. And I understand why they did it. So that was the only thing that kind of took me out of the element. But I have to tell you, I was pretty entertained through the whole story. You know, I understand yeah. a little bit of French. So kind of listen to our female, um, our she-wolf talk in French. I'm like, I know what she's saying. She's saying, I want to die. I want to die. And for some reason, you know, I just felt like the fourth 
the fourth um, GI who did screw them over and lock them in with the uh, the woman or the she wolf in the in the prison was going to meet a quite unpleasant demise. Um, and in the hands of his um, comrades as well. So I thought that was yeah. actually kind of fun. And then the following story, the second story, well, when we talk about it, but I just, that one, I was highly entertained. Highly entertained. Well, I liked it the first one, though. The, they, they set up, I watched it twice, actually, but they, I like when they, when they hide in that place, they say, where are we supposed to go? We got the crowds to the left and to the right. We got the minefield. You know, so they set up the fact the guy mm-hmm. was there was a minefield over there, and, and I like Jeffrey Holmes from that was Jeffrey Holmes from uh, Reanimator playing the Nazi, and I liked his whole like you American dugs, you dugs, and he kept calling <laughs> dogs, and they became dogs. I didn't notice see, that. Um, yeah. and I, I like the work effect. Like, the transformation. I understand why they did it that way because of budget, but it, I didn't mind it because right. it was it flipped back to the comic book and it sort of flipped through the pages like a flip book. And showed him in drawings, right. and I thought it. I, you know, I'm okay with it. I thought it was kind of neat how they did it. I mean, it, it wasn't a game. It, you know, it, it wasn't that bad, I guess. But, but, you know, that, that's that's a big thing for werewolves for me is the transformation. I, w- I would have liked to have seen it, but I, I did like the premise of that story. It was pretty awesome. The second one I, lost me. It, it got too quirky, and then oh, I love it. I was, but I, I need to watch it again. I think it was called the I finger. Think so. The finger that, you know, it, the story starts as this. I like uh, DJ the way he kind of, he, it's a soliloquy the whole entire episode, right? There's just a little bit of, you know, a couple of other characters that come into play in this particular episode. But, you know, he pretty much is breaking the fourth wall, which is what I really liked about it. So he's including the audience and directly speaking to them. And he lives in California. And Ted, I do want to know if this is, if there's any truth to what he says, he says in California, people don't walk, but I'm one of the few that actually do walk. So is there you any truth out. to that? Oh, I cut do out. people so to- walk? I used to walk everywhere. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, people in California don't really walk. Pretty much saying that everybody drives everywhere. And he's one of the few that actually does drive or does walk as opposed to driving. So I wanted to ask. Uh, you Ted, because you lived in California, live in California, and you, um, you know, is there any truth to that? Do I people don't know. really well, rely I, more on their cars? I guess I've never paid attention to if people walk or drive or what. I don't know. So because he, <laughs> there's no okay. answer to that question. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I'm so, sure there you know, are people our, that walk. Well, it's more spread out than Every, New York. Yeah, everything's too. You can't really can't walk everywhere. You can walk to like the store, but you're not going to walk to Hollywood Boulevard or something like that. It's ten okay. miles away. So there's truth to that then. That it's a possibility that this most is a very drives. random uh, a conversation and question. I, I just don't know. That's what you got out of well, the episode. It's a, the it was in the walk. episode. The, well, I, I'm like, I need to ask Ted if there's any merit to that. You know, because sometimes people know. do put little tiny truths in there, you know, just to move the story along. But he, our character, is a I, I think you shouldn't walk in California. If you walk in Los Angeles, you're going to get mugged or murdered or something. So probably, probably not. Okay. So he finds his finger. He's curious, right? He brings it home. Um, he's divorced. His wife left him with the house and all the bills, including a crappy car. And he pretty much hates his life. 
And then he finds his finger. He puts it in the refrigerator. And he gets a phone call. He keeps getting calls from um, collection agencies. And he opens the refrigerator. The finger is missing. Right? At one point, doesn't he spill like beer or something? And the finger He spilled a beer the on beer. the finger by accident. And the finger sucked the beer in. And is drinking the beer. And so I think that at a point is when he decides to put the finger in the refrigerator. When he opens the refrigerator a couple hours later or the next day, the finger is missing. And then um, he finds it lying on the floor a few steps away to see that the finger now is two fingers. And by the end of that day, he had a whole arm. So he's a little freaked out and he throws his big arm into a chest freezer in the garage. Right? So here's this loud snap. And he opens the freezer, and it's missing. So when he comes back, he opens up the freezer again because he finds, what, a heart on like um, on one of the little shelves in the driveway, or not the driveway, the um, garage. And he opens the chest freezer, and he's got a full-blown like little alien. Yeah. And we looks, find out looks, that the heart belongs terrible, to his ex-wife. terrible, by the way. It's an awful special effect. <laughs> yeah, it was... It was not great, but he grows to love this little guy and he cleans him up. And now he's trying to hide what this little guy did. He, quote unquote, protected him and took out somebody who made him angry. And he killed his ex-wife and as a token, brought him a heart. Right. So we go through a couple of things like this. You know, the telemarketer eventually who is not telemarketer, the um, collection agents person who's taking him off from calling him all the time. The little guy brings him her tongue. And then from his ex-wife, she had two really, I guess, um, terrible teenage kids who were awful to him as well. And it brings them their severed heads. So he's trying to get rid of the evidence. Oh, and some guy pisses him off, doesn't he? On the car when he's driving a, um, his pickup truck. And he almost runs him over. Yeah, he, he's just and he had a little... Anybody that just looks at him wrong, he starts sending the thing to kill him, basically. Well, I don't think he sends them to him, right? Or so he says. He's, he knows that the thing, Bob, is uh, realizes that he's annoyed and has made his life miserable. So Bob seeks to kill him. And he brings him his token, which, Ted, what was his token? His little, oh, here's your, your, I, your prize. I don't remember. <laughs> what was it? His wee wee? He has them hanging. Yeah, close his testicles. So, because he, he has them hanging from his his pickup truck or whatever, those oh, stupid yeah, yeah, brass yeah, yeah. ones. Anyways, so eventually they arrest our main character because they think he's the one that killed him, and he's like, "No, Bob did it. Bob did it." And you see him like in a in a loony bin, you know, where the you have the four white walls, the f- walls I request for myself sometimes. And um, he's like, one day he'll show himself and you'll see because he's the one that really loves me. But this, the finger one just really got my curiosity and I just wanted to see where the story was going. I was sucked into that story big time. When it was all over, wasn't it all just in his head when he was killing the people? Well, that's the way they portrayed it at the end. And then when he's in this room, there's a little window and you hear Bob and the little purring sound he made. So I don't know it's if they're to be, trying uh, to show it's you to that. Be a, it's the, it's the in, uh, inception ending where you don't know. Was he in the dream or the real were world? You, we just don't know. 
Correct. So you don't know. And I like the way they kind of left it because it's up to you to decide, was it him that did all of these awful things? Or did he really find something really weird? Because at the beginning of his story, he's like, I'm going to tell you a story, but you're probably not going to believe me that this really happened. Mm. And at the end, he says, I told you you wouldn't believe me. Yeah, I just, I personally, I don't know, I thought it was a great story. I didn't like that one. I thought it was just too cheesy. And I didn't, the guy talking to the camera got on my nerves and stuff. I I didn't find it to be like a creep, good creep show episode. Whereas the werewolf one might not have been great, but that was a creep show episode. This this one felt like uh, the guy. There's never been fourth wall breaking like that in creep show, and I I mm-hmm. just didn't like. I didn't like it. I thought the monster right. looked almost too stupid in the thing. Oh, I you liked know? it. It looked it was so cheesy looking. It was dumb down. He cleaned. It was like them special. Off. And, and, and the thing that 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 I don't understand is is Greg Nicotero's in charge of this, and it, it for me it looked like something that was like. Uh, even the alien at the end of Spaceballs, when it, it looked, looked, out, looked, it looked about as bad as that, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it looked more like Joaquin Phoenix, the the a movie I used to watch back in the day called Space Camp. Oh yeah, and he was in mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah, and and it was cheesy effects like that. And I was like, you know, if and I understand that they're trying to go back to the eighties with the Creep Show, but I was like, this this. I think they. It, I think this looks bad. They're intentionally making these effects look eighties, like. There's no way that so that creep show, the puppet, you know, the puppet that plays the creeper, is yeah. so inarticulated, you know. But I think they nailed it with him. Yeah, but they're doing it deliberately to look bad. Like they're trying to make it look like the early '80s effect. Because there's no way that they, they, Greg Nicotero made a puppet that moves that stiff and that inner. Well, they nailed it then. Because it <laughs> so, looked like that. There, so there's no digital effects. They're trying to make this look like it was came out in 1983. But the second one for me was just too quirky. It felt like I was watching Saturday morning, uh, TV fun house, TV fun. Yeah. What, what was that? The the thing that would do something like the show that come on like that, and it was uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. No. I, well, yeah. yeah. The second episode. Yeah. The whole thing was a was a step down. I, and you see people on Twitter, of course, saying like, "Man, creeps you episode two. I thought I didn't think you could top the first one, but holy shit, you did it! And then I watched it. I was like, "This is not nearly as good as the first one." That's just so, me. I don't know. We'll see what episode three show. brings. I love that one. Yep. I thought it was great. So there's twelve it stories. Really so do we get we have six episodes? I guess there's four more episodes. Yeah, and then I, you know they'll do a season two and all that. It's gonna go on. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we get <laughs> we get eight, yes. eight more stories though. Me so I'm too. Happy about that. See, Tiger brought it up. He said, I remember those. And it's true. Like the ambiguous TV Funhouse, Saturday Night Live. That's Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah. There was one like, so, like Schoolhouse Rock or something. I forget what it was called. After School Special. I don't know. So. I don't know. I thought so episode what, two was actually. I thought episode two was actually pretty fantastic. I wanted more. I wanted to see where it was going. It was um, a fun well, like storytelling, I thought. Right, right. Is Matt gone? Yes. Not feeling great. Uh, I, ju- I just want to take a second, spoiler free, just to ask Ted. Yes, sir. What did you get from Joker, man? Was it a comic movie? And I, and I know all the characters were there. And, the, and we're going to keep this as spoiler free as we can. Was, this, uh, was there literally doctors and research people behind the writing of this? Was this... Uh, am I over judging this? Uh, was political people behind this movie? 
Uh, what was this no, movie a guy, about? A guy named Todd Phillips wrote the movie and directed it. And there's no message, and people need to shut the fuck up and stop inciting violence by doing endless story after story saying, oh my god, the movie's dangerous, someone's going to go on a shooting, and they did that for a month, like trying what? to incite I, people to do something. I don't understand. Well, I'm not worried about that. Why? I understand, but because they, they take this guy that's normal, that kills people, and the whole city amps him up and makes him a hero. And then it's true, at the very end, at the very end of this movie... And this is not really a spoiler, but they show a scene to where they take one guy that was a nobody, and they show literally two hundred news channels that has him. Well, yeah, doing but it's the same. With, that's the well, same like he's like globally a, famous instantly. That's the same as a mass what shooter. He does. It's a mass shooter who you don't, you know, because that's the that's the media. Like what they do that drives me nuts, and why I cannot stand the media is they. Like, a guy will go on a mass shooting, kill a bunch of people, and they cry about it, and they talk about, we need to do this, do this, and they, they act like they, they're they so upset. But then they fucking show his picture a hundred thousand times, and they make him famous. I, I swear to God, the media loves it. When they wake up and hear a, a mass shooting oh, yeah. happen, they are high-fiving each other behind the scenes. They're like, we have got a whole day, multiple days of, of, of coverage. Our ratings are going to go up. They're, they're a bunch of scum. They are, and it's like the, yeah. w- watching the media leading into this movie. CNN, not even shitting you, their Twitter had no less than five stories in two days about how the movie was dangerous and going to incite violence. I'm talking in the last day. That's crazy. It got it got to the point That's that and you, read, you read the replies and people are just like, "Go fuck yourself, Jesus Christ." Yeah. Are y- y'all are, and, are y'all disappointed that people didn't die at a Joker screening? You're acting like it. Yeah. And I was talking to Gabe about this. One thing that, that I, I think that they done well in this movie is they made a gun, a simple device as it is, sound loud like it is and produce what it produces. I think the way that, that the gunshots were yeah. and, and the gun violence scenes were very realistic. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in movies, you know, guns are amplified up with like pow, 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 pow. But it's really just this small thing that's nothing that, that – but but it literally puts a hole in somebody. Well, there's there's a gunshot. Mm-hmm. And, you know the the most and the, the biggest gunshot in the movie. Without spoiling for Norma, yes. you must jump out of your skin when it happens. <laughs> yeah, you're like holy shit. But it sounded like a real gun. Yeah. But 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 every time he shot somebody there, it, it wasn't like their back blown out or anything. It was literally it would poke a hole in them, and they would sit there and slowly die. And a gun's like that. You know, it's not this big crazy thing. Like like if you literally hold a gun. It's just a simple thing, but, but it can be very, very powerful. Well, um, yeah, if it's used the wrong way, and and I think for me, I felt like that they took a gun and broke it down to to what a real gun is like. I, I don't know, man. For some reason, just the way that, that when people were shot, it was like, wow, you know, like 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 say like the subway, the sound of that gun is probably it's almost like they let's not spoil the movie for Norma. Yeah, see, yes. I, I always wish Norma, I, I almost kind of wish. I love you, Norm, but I almost wish you could hang up because we, we're having to like walk this fine line of not being able to discuss the movie at all. Well, I can go if you want. We're planning to see it this week. So I was going to see it this weekend, but everything just It would have made it more. We could talk about it all over again. Yeah, I just kind of wanted it to be like, well, the scene yeah. where that, you know, the thing happens, but we can't quite yeah, talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. The thing, you know. And, the and that way we can take the, the gloves off. And, and we'll talk about it again because this is going to be in the news all week because, I mean, it made $100 million. I mean, a lot of people have seen this it. movie. All right, so I'm 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 checking out, fellas. 
All right. All right, Normie. We love right. you. Love you, too. Someone's right. got to hang up. I'm excited yeah. what I did with this silly thing. Oh, there we go. Bye, everybody. Hit the red button. Save your recording. Don't forget. Put okay. it in the file. We love you, Norma. Uh, have you hung up? And, and we're going to talk spoilers. Straight up spoilers for the Joker movie. So, Tiger, if you have not seen it, don't listen. If you're in chat, if you're listening live and have not seen this film, do not listen to us talk in the next 10 seconds because we're, we're going to talk about Joker all about 10-minute debate about it, or not debate, discussion about it with me and Ted. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. A-L-E-R-T about Joker. So, are you there, Ted? Yeah. But, like, dude, I really liked the movie. I I liked how they kept him a simple man. You know what? He, He was a really good guy just trying to make it. And if and I felt like that they stuck things in there like 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 with with, with he, he was on medication and then you know he was going to see this doctor and he's like you know you know I'm crazy you know I, I keep coming and telling you you ask me the same questions and you know what I'm not right in the head I'm I'm letting you know I and, am and we're going not through, right we're in the going, head she could not care less like they're going through the motions every week yeah she's just at, every week it's just like it, it it's she's just waiting for. Like every week, you ask me the same three questions. I tell you, I like, I'm telling you something. I, I have terrible thoughts, and yada yada yada. And and, and then you know, and then he, he goes to another meeting, and she's like, she's kind of like, oh, they're closing us down. You you're done. She's like, you take seven medications, you can't feel nothing really. Uh, on the first visit, and then he comes back. And she's like, we're closing down. And he's like, well, how am I how am I going to get my medicine? She's like, ugh, you know, and, and medicines do. A lot of great things. And I know, Ted, you, you know, sometimes you get overwhelmed. And there's, say, like a medicine that you take. And, like, I take a medicine for cholesterol and blood pressure. And if I get a headache. And, you know, medicines really do a lot of good things. I've got family members that take medicines. And, you know, and they're like, you know what? It saved my life. It saved my marriage. It saved my home. Me taking a simple pill. Yeah. And I think there was so many lessons to be learned in this about... Just somebody simply not being able to take a pill and going off the deep end. And then, you know, he, this this guy was such a flower of a person in the film trying to make people smile. And, and he told people, he was like, you know what, my mom said, you know what, if there's anything I do in life, make somebody smile. And that was his agenda the entire movie was to make someone smile. Right. Well, Whether it be in a comedy scene, club or a that, kid. The scene where he actually says that line, though, he imagined like when he's on the, the talk show in the audience. Yeah. yeah. That was all in his head. But he's st- his mother still, you can still argue his mother probably did tell him that. Yeah, because all the way through the movie, you know, you see things in the movie, like, like this girl he wants to talk to, well, he ends up it's having a, sex with this girl and do- going out. It's but, Domino, but it's a, from, uh, Domino from Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's, it's like, you know, he worked out with the girl and all this, and then you're really feeling good about it, and then come to find out, you know, this girl comes up to him and is like, who are you? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it was right, him like, not taking his medicine. He was he was going crazy, but 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 the movie took you along with it. You were well, going crazy with it. You didn't think anything you, was a little you weird. You believed it. You didn't think anything was weird with that girl when I, I thought it was weird right away. You're like, this were you doesn't outside? Make, doesn't make any fucking sense because he meets her randomly in an elevator and they share like one word, and then he literally stalks her to work. Like literally stalks and she her, questions him. and then she comes to his door, which was all imagined. But and she's like, 
she's like, did you stalk me today? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, so he's like, do you want to come to my show? She's like, yeah, I'll come to your show. And then, like, five, he comes back home, and he's got clown makeup and blood all over his face, and he just barges in her apartment, and she wraps her arms around, and they start kissing. You're like, this doesn't make any sense. This girl would be horrified by this fucking weirdo. It, it, like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And then you have the explanation of, of what's happening, and then it does make sense. But yeah. there's no way that girl would have liked him at all. Like she's, she's actually charmed by the fact that he stalked her all the way to work. As far as getting right. to, even got on a train I, I, and followed her. I, I, was, I was. I questioned it then, but, but I went with it. Yeah. I, I questioned it, but I went with it. I was like, well, maybe, maybe it just worked out that way. That was just odd because she's like, was you standing out there all day? And he was like, yeah. And, and and like like you said, it was it was an awkward moment. But the thing that we didn't know, whenever you're watching the film, whenever you're watching the trailer, he he kept doing this laugh over and over and over. And you're like you're like, is he is he practicing to be the Joker? Is he doing this? Well, when you watch the film, he has a sickness. It's like Tourette syndrome, but it's the laugh. Yeah, his Tourette is the laugh. So no matter you know, somebody could <laughs> tell him anything. You know, uh, you, your whole family died in a car wreck. Well, he would start laughing, and people would be like. Would just literally treat him bad for it. It's because he had but, but, uh, he, it, he, it was painful for him to laugh because he actually kind of like you could see at the beginning when he was laughing in the doctor's office he was like almost yeah. choking as he was laughing and they said that that was caused by some sort of traumatic head injury could cause you to have that condition and then you find the revelation later in the movie that uh, his mother who was not his real mother had a boyfriend and she allowed the boyfriend to beat him. And the boyfriend had fractured his skull or something, and that's right, why. Right. And that's sort of what gives you why he's crazy is is he was beaten and, and actually got a got brain damage as a child from the mother's boyfriend, which led to him uh, smothering his mother in her bed because she allowed that to happen to him. Yeah, and and you know, and and they actually bring Batman into it as a kid and Bruce Wayne's father, and Bruce Wayne's father is like a bad is like guy. This big is a bad guy. He's like a billionaire. And, and there's all these people that work for his firm and the firm people kind of meet the Joker on a subway and, and they just start beating the shit out of yeah, him. They're scumbags. They're just scumbags. Well, before they beat him when up, he pulls the gun out, bah, 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 they, that, that gun scene was crazy. Before they beat him Realistic. up, well, let me say something. before they beat him up, they're harassing this girl on this, on the train and she won't have anything to do with them. So they start throwing food at her. Like they're being terrible. And he's just down there, and he starts, you know, he, he whenever he gets, like, nervous, he starts laughing, and it's like he can't help it. And the Joker they, laugh. Yeah, so they, they hear, they're like, what's so funny, clowns, you've seen in the trailer, and they start just beating the shit out of him on this train, and it's it really is like a self-defense. He They're kicking his ass, and he pulls out a gun and blows their brains out. And uh, it's kind of a what, self- Was that not realistic? Like, like, if you were on a subway or on a bus and somebody pulled a gun out, the, the, the sound and the effect would be, I mean, I think they captured that. Oh, yeah. So realistic. But granted, the third guy, he does straight up murder because he chases the guy down and shoots him in the back. Right. So you can't really defend that one, yeah. <laughs> but you can defend the so, first two. So these are like three you know, guys that work for the Billionaires Club. And then you know, it gets on the news. You know, this clown shot these guys. And then the city's like, you know what? It's the poor. You know, the clown is a hero. You know, he, he's he's shooting these billionaire people that that are really shitting on everybody's lives and laying people off and not giving them jobs and really, you know, 
and this is tr- in real life. Rich people think they're entitled yep. to anything. And I, and I see it at the bar that I work at a lot. I, I will go out there and people will walk in and because they know the owner, they think they can drink free, free beer. They're entitled to free beer because they went and played golf with the owner. Well, then the management's like, no, here's your tab. You know, I, I see things like that a lot. And where I live at, I, you know, it's where they have the golf tournament here, but but I grew up beside that. So I went to school with a lot of Ivy League kids, and a lot of them think they're entitled to anything. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know, I would never walk in a Walmart. I would never walk in a Kmart. I'm entitled to everything. You know, I'm just better than you. But but nobody knows who shot these three guys. That, that they just, they just had an eye, they, had, they had an eyewitness that saw a clown fleeing from the scene. So then the yeah. story gets that there's a crazy clown who's shooting – rich wall street people and he gets like it's called starts a movement in gotham where like it's like a hero like the poor people and the, you know like it's almost like the occupy wall street movement they start like yep. wearing clown masks and and thousands upon thousands yeah, and, the whole city turn starts wearing clown masks and start protesting and they made it was weird as thomas wayne is always supposed to be this great guy who's trying to help everybody in this movie they made, asshole, him a, they made him man. a bad guy in this movie he's a, he's an asshole and and uh he's running for mayor and he goes on TV and says, like, all these people are, you're all a bunch of clowns. He calls that the protesters that. So then they, they take on, we're, we're all clowns is their motto. And yeah. uh, in Joaquin Phoenix, no one knows he's the guy that killed the dudes. They just know some guy in a clown face did it. And he starts to see people randomly in clown masks. And that's when he's like, people are, no one knew I existed my whole life. Now people are starting to notice me. You know, and he yeah. starts to feel the power of, because it's, his whole life, he's wanted right. to be a stand-up comedian and have people applaud and people look up to him. And right, right. through this uh, this murder he did, he's finally getting that. And, and I like the scene after the murder. He runs away and he goes into that like abandoned bathroom, and that's where you have that amazing scene where he starts dancing, doing like the slow yes. dance. I thought yep. that was a great scene. It, it was really good. One, one thing that I liked around that era is, is his mother had told him. You never met your father. You never knew your father. Your father is whatever Bruce Wayne, whatever Batman's dad's name is. She's like, that is your dad. Well, he only learned that because his mother is, his mother is like writing a letter. Like she keeps writing letters to Thomas Wayne and saying, Thomas, I worked for him for years and he would, he, he loved me and he would never let, let us live in squalor like we do. And, you know, and he says someday he's going to come and, and help us out. So every day the Joker's having to like mail his mom's letter to Thomas Wayne. Then he's checking the yeah. mail every day to see if he's replied. Thomas. Thomas Wayne. And then one day he finally is like, you know what? I'm going to read what the hell my mom's writing to Thomas Wayne. So he rips the letter open and reads it. And it's her saying, your son, Arthur, needs your help and blah, blah, blah. And he realizes that. See, Tom- I went and got popcorn during then. Yeah. I'm glad you told me that. I, I missed the letter. Well, it's when he comes in and dances with his mom, and then he's like all happy about. I missed that. Yeah, th- I, I missed that entire scene. Well, that scene was in the trailer. You know what? You know what, Sean? I'm going to give you. I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to tell you. Uh, here's something interesting. I had to go to the bathroom in that exact same scene that you did. I missed it too. Right. But what I do is when I have to go to the bathroom in a movie. I will get my cell phone and turn the brightness down and I lean it in the cup holder and I'll film the screen so that when I come back, I can watch the scene that I missed later on. So I actually gotcha. have the scene you missed if you'd like to see it. It's on my phone. Yeah, text it to I'll, me. I'll text it to you, coincidentally. But I watched it later. But he, get, he gets the letter that, that says that and uh, he just goes crazy 
and that's what leads him to go marching over to Thomas Wayne's house to try to talk to him. Yeah. And he starts, it, he runs into Bruce Wayne, who he thinks is his half-brother. Yes. So you see Batman, you, we, we know it's Batman, and they won't let him in the gates. And then uh, they, they go to this play. There's a play downtown. There's riots going on. But uh, Thomas Wayne is going to this m- movie or film or something, and they're in an auditorium, and uh, uh, the Joker or Joker kind of sneaks in and he gets a bellhop outfit and he's looking around, you know, for Thomas Wayne because he wants to ask him, "Hey, man, you're my dad." Well, he sees him kind of leave the balcony and go out. So, so uh, the jo- Joker goes into the bathroom and Thomas Wayne is in there peeing and he's standing there. It's just those two guys in the bathroom. He's just awkwardly and, and staring at walks him. Out. He's awkwardly staring at him while he's pissing. Yeah, and uh, he comes out and you know it, and. The guy that played Thomas Wayne played a, he, a real good elite, rich. That guy. was I mean, you know that he, was, he really had that power. That was supposed to feel. be Alec Baldwin. He was cast, and then for some reason he he backed out. Dude, Alec Baldwin. That's who I thought should have been. I was yeah. like, man, this dude looks like and is acting like Alec Baldwin. I swear <laughs> to God, dude, I thought that. And he's like, he's like, anyway, they start talking. He's like, he's like, my mother's such and such, and he's like. You're my dad, and he's like, "Oh, what do you want? Billions? You do you want money? Do you want this?" And he's like, I, "I don't want nothing. Maybe a hug, a little comfort." You're my dad, and he's like, "That's bullshit." He's like, "You were adopted." He's like, "Your mother's a liar. She's a crazy woman. That's why she was put away." And 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 you you are adopted, and he punched him in his damn punched the Joker in the face, and the way they filmed it, I was just like, "Man, it like that hurt." Yeah, and. uh so he ends up going to the crazy house where they said his mother was. Or which, is Ar- and, uh, which is Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. And they have like the little micro fish files. And uh, he ends up stealing them. It, it was a, a fight scene there between uh, the guy working at the asylum. And he ended up getting the stuff and he looked it up. And sure enough, he was adopted. His mother had been lying to him all that time. Yeah, and she, uh, and she is crazy, I guess. And she, Thomas Wayne's not. It, he, Thomas Wayne couldn't be his dad because he was adopted. Because he was adopted, and he ends up smothering his mother over that. Yeah, she's he killed. It went and killed his mom. But he also reads in the file that that's where he learns that she was one of the reasons she was put away is because they were they were they were uh, abusing him as a child. He'd forgotten about it all, I guess. They were abusing him, and they found him tied to a radiator with his head cracked open or something. Yeah, and he realizes that's why he's crazy, and that's probably why he has that laughing condition. It's because the mom and the boyfriend were abusing him. And there's also people it's a said, deep movie, people man. have also it's a said really like, deep movie. The, like his mom was kind of keeping him theorized. His mom was keeping him medicated all those years to kind of, you know, she needs him to like basically be there for her. And right. she, she was kind of the one keeping him medicated. And when the medication stopped is when he kind of became his own person. And he's like, and he killed her, you know? And, and, uh, and that's when he has the great line that I love the line. He said in the trailer, he says, you know, he's like, I haven't, he says, I've not been happy one second of my entire life. Not one moment have I been happy. But he says, I used to think my life was a tragedy. Now I realize it's a fucking comedy. And then he kills his mom. And yeah. I thought he has a lot of good Joker lines in it. It did. But, but even me and you talking about it, I, I have the unlimited movie pass. So I'm definitely going to see this movie again. Yeah. But this is a deep fucking movie, man. It is. I mean, it, it really was a deep movie. I mean, like. It, you know, when this movie first came out, I said, you know, I don't want nothing to do with it. This looks yeah, dumb. I'm tired of like seeing a, the trailer. Like a week ago, you were saying you had no interest in this movie. Yeah, and, and go, I was going to, to a lot of movies lately with the unlimited uh, Regal Pass. It grew on me. I was like, you know what? I don't want to see the movie. And it really just blew me away because 
Yeah, it's kind of one of the movies like you don't know you don't know what it's like in somebody else's life till you walk in their shoes. It was almost like walking in someone else's shoes that that just tried to be happy in life and and it was just shit on man in every way. I yeah. felt I felt bad for. And him. that's why you feel sympathetic for this Joker. Like the whole way through the movie, even when he's doing bad things, like at the end of the movie when he finally he's standing on the car, he's done all these horrible things, but you're kind of in a weird way happy for him, you know. Because this is yep. all he wanted was and, for people to love him and attention, and he, he really gets it at the end. Everybody's cheering, and he's up there on stage, like, dancing and raising his hands up, and he does the famous blood smile. Um, yeah. And, yeah, uh, but uh, Tiger Claw said something we got to talk about, which is... What, yeah, what the, the, the scene, it, which we're going to talk about. It, it, all right, there, there was a late-night show that him and his mother watched. It was like the it was like Johnny Carson. Yeah. You know what? You, we hear our parents talk about Johnny Carson... I don't think David Letterman and Jay Leno and and Fallon and all that captures what Johnny Carson was. Johnny Carson was like the the show that the Beatles come on, the Ed Sullivan show. It was like uh, it was a family event at night or on Sundays or whenever Johnny Carson come on. It was an event, and him and his mother always watched this, and it was and, it, and he always imagined. And there's a scene to where he's in the crowd and they call him out. And and he gets to tell the talk show host, which is played by Robert De Niro. Named Murray. His name's Murray. Murray. He gets to tell Murray about how you know what my mom just told me just to be nice in life and it's good. And Murray invites him on the stage and whispers to him, "You know what? I really like you, man. You're a really good guy." He actually says, "You're." He's like, "If I had a son, I'd want him to be just like you." Yeah, and and it, it was in his crazy thoughts. Uh, and you you kind of know that at the time because they, they go to it, then they zoom back, and he's sitting on the couch, and you you know then that that it was just kind of his thoughts. But he really looked up to this guy, and, and he really wanted to be a comedian. So so he went to a comedy club, and, and when it, when he he told that one of the dumbest jokes ever, but he had one of his laughing fits. He, he uh, had a laughing fit. Fits. He couldn't he couldn't get get the laughing fits. His whole laugh. So he, he started watching. Yeah, he couldn't stop laughing, so it ruined the act. So he was watching the late night show, and his mom wasn't in there. She was in the. He was giving her a bath, and he stepped out, and he saw the show was coming on, and and, and they start talking about this comedian. And they're like, "Well, roll a clip." Well, oh, no, 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 they, they, they clip show the clip. He's, he's in the hospital after his mom falls, or whatever happens to her. He's in the hospital. Yeah, with that, his mom. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He was in the hospital. But uh, they start rolling the clip, and he and he just brightens up. The Joker brightens up so much, and he's like, "Wow, man, that's me on TV." Murray's well, gonna show my just, clip. Yeah, Murray's gonna show my clip, and they're showing it, and all of a sudden, he's just he just does a David Letterman on his ass. Like, look at this dumbass type yeah. comment. And uh, he, well, he, they, he makes fun they, of how bad his act is, and he shows another clip and makes yeah. fun of how. Then bad they show it is. another. What what what. what all of a sudden, he gets a phone call, and it's a lady. And he's like, "You know, I'm from the Murray Show," and he's like, "We get we we're getting so many requests day after day after day for more of your clips. We've got to get you on the show." And, and we had talked about how the show was going to end, and we were kind of right. Yeah, I, I, I thought that. Like, we pretty much nailed exactly what happened. And uh, and then uh, on his journey to to the to be on the late night show, he agreed to do it. And he has a so great he has a great scene by the way he, they say they basically did what El, somebody said Ellen DeGeneres I like Ellen DeGeneres but she does do this where she'll like show a clip of somebody doing something dumb and make fun of them and then she'll invite them on the show and act like all nice but she's really just making fun of them to their face yeah you know and she kind of does that and that's what they they say we got uh, your clip your clip blew up people just think it's it's like so bad it's good it's like it's like Tommy Wiseau you know it's like 
so bad it's good. We'd like you to come on the show and like do some of your act on the show so we can continue to make fun of you to your face because it's good ratings. So they have this great right. scene where he's actually like playing clips of the Murray show and he's practicing walking out like a guest through the curtain and sitting yeah. down. And his, you realize his plan, he has a joke, he actually writes a knock-knock joke and his plan is he's going to go on the Murray show Walk out, he's going to tell a knock-knock joke, and the punchline's going to be that he's going to blow his brains out on the Murray show. He, he's going to shoot himself. He's going to shoot himself, and that's going to be the punchline of the joke. And he, he even practices it where he gets the gun. and he, Live TV. Yeah, he practices it and puts the gun under his chin and fires, and all right, it's empty, but he, he, they show him practice it for like five minutes. Yeah, um, how he's going to fall after he shoots himself, everything. I mean, like to a teen, you're like, wow, man, this is pretty powerful. Yeah. So the buildup is on his way to the Murray show – He's on the run from the cops. He, he, and he's, he may have he's killed some people. He's become full Joker by this point. He's in the full makeup. Um, and that's when he does the, the, st- the dance down the steps where he's splashing the water yeah, up he's on and his, his way, hair's wet. He's on his he's, way to the Murray show when he's doing this, the dance. He's so excited about and, the Murray uh, show. So when he gets to the Murray show, uh, you know, there's a guy that's with Murray. I, you know, my understanding there was a guy like this with Ed Sullivan all the time, a guy that would make sure that Ed Sullivan stepped right, looked right, said right, yeah. agreed to all the right things. And Murray had one of these guys, and he's like, and he shows up in the clown makeup, and he's like, no, no, we can't do this, Murray. No, no, pass. We'll, we'll, we'll fill it with something else. You know, he can't be on the show. And Murray's the, like, he, no. He said he can't be on the show in the clown makeup because we've got, you know, all these crazy people running around uh, yeah. with clown masks. And he says, oh, Murray, this has nothing to do with that, I swear. Like, this is just this is just part of my act. And he kind of convinces them. And then he also, you know. And he says, because you called me Joker. And he, he also had written yeah. lipstick on the mirror. He wrote, put on a happy face, which is a famous Joker line. But he said to Murray, because when Murray had shown the clips and made fun of him, he's like, look at this Joker. Oh, my God. So he said, he said, Murray, when you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Because that's what you called me when you were making fun of my clips. So it's he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets the name Joker from Robert De Niro because he said Robert De Niro used the name Joker to make fun of him. And he's like, can you call me Joker? And now, the 10 minutes... Of whenever, yeah, and the scene is that's like, the like they're going to, they're, they're going to pull the curtains out, and he's sitting there and he's prepping, and, and we saw saw it in the trailer. You get you got the rainbow color curtains and, he's and the two people doing the weird the dance left. behind backstage, getting ready to come. Yeah, out. doing the yeah, and and there's ten minutes in this movie to where I think he knew who he was. And you know what? He was like you said, he was full Joker now. You know what? There was no sickness. There was no nothing. This is the Joker. And, be- and when before he and comes when his out, acting, well, before he comes out, you got to set up one thing too. There's a great shot. This movie has a lot of amazing shots of the Joker. There's a shot where he's standing backstage and he has his arms crossed and he's holding a cigarette up and he's just staring. Because what it was is it's the moment where he decided he was going to change his plan because he's backstage waiting to come out and Murray had come back to his room and was like nice to him. And then Murray goes out on stage in front of the audience and says, basically like, yeah, we've got that weirdo from the videos coming out. You know, like we're going to, he he makes fun of him again on stage with him literally standing behind the curtain before he introduces him. He makes fun of him again. And they they show that shot of the Joker backstage with a cigarette. And you can just see, he just looks furious. And you can tell that's the moment where he decided I'm going to change my plan for what I was going to do. And then Murray does the thing where he calls him out and Joker comes like you've never seen. He could spin it out. His pizzazz. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved his acting from the time he walks from the curtains and the entire time he's on the couch. Yeah. But because it, you, like you said, he is the Joker. He's very flamboyant. He's, and he's not acting anything like he's acted the entire rest of the movie. 
He didn't think about what he was going to say. He didn't worry about the laughter. It was like a zen was over him of evil. And it was like, for the first time in the whole movie, he's completely in control. Like, he's he's become the Joker in this scene. But you're almost cheering him on. You're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like I, I liked his act. Yeah, I, I, I liked his act in there. You know, if the guy got Freddie Mercury, Academy Award, male actor of the year, I'm telling you, what, this dude has got to get it yeah, this time. You know, he does. I remember watching the Academy Awards for uh, uh, whenever he was in uh, Gladiator, and I was so stoked. I was like, man, there is no way he's not going to win yeah. this. Man, his acting in Gladiator was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. And you remember whenever they didn't call his name, that dude jumped up with so much joy clapping for the other person. He was so happy for the other person winning. I think happier than if he would have won himself. It's, I, mean, I think it's got to be his year to win. It's The acting in this is like it it's has so to be. good. It's like this this scene and alone, the, the, the Murray scene alone on stage. Yeah. Because well, let's get into what happens, though. He, he starts he starts just talking, and he's like, he's like, would you like me to tell you a joke, Murray? He's talking very much like flamboyantly, and he pulls out his little joke book, and, and you know, everybody's – they're still kind of making fun of him to his face. Like everybody's yeah. kind of making a joke about it. And it's like David Letterman did that shit too. And like oh. Oh, he brought a book. Yeah, he brought a book with the jokes. <laughs> and he kind of just basically reveals like that he's the crazy clown the cops have been looking for that murdered the three guys on the subway. He just, yeah, just says yeah. it. And, and, and Murray's like, wait a minute, what'd you say? He's like, I'm the guy who killed the three the three guys on the subway, Murray. And Murray kind of like, they think he's joking, then they realize he's not. This this guy's really admitting on live TV he's the one that, that did this. And, and uh, Murray starts kind of, getting very upset and starts being meaner to him and they get to kind of argue. Like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. Why would you kill these people? Yeah. And he's pretty much like, like you know what? They're, they're pathetic. They're the scum. They're the people that spit on the average man. You know, I don't remember the speech at all. He, he basically said the same thing. It, that word for said. word. He said the same thing Heath Ledger said to, uh, to, to Aaron Eckhart. He said like, you know, it's like these fucking three asshole scumbag Wall Street people were shot dead and, and y'all have done nothing but talk about it for weeks. Like, that's all you've talked about. He says, but if someone like me died face down in the gutter, you would not give a shit. You wouldn't care. No one would care. It's, and he's talking about the hypocrisy of how of how someone like him just doesn't matter. But these, but, but it was true. But these three, Is it scum, realistic? Like, three true. Scumbag, scumbag Wall Street guys who were uh, abusing this woman on a train and beat him up. Are, they have been crying about it for weeks. And and finally, the, the, great, the great moment in the line of... Uh, is he's getting madder and madder and madder and, and 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 you can actually watch this clip on YouTube by the way people've leaked it, um, but the the uh, Robert De Niro says he's like you're really ha-, it's like a bunch of cops got beaten up today because of you someone died today because of you and he kind of raises his hand he's like I know I'm so he's like so happy with himself and he, yeah. he says he says uh, he says oh and he says to Murray and he says people are awful Murray and you know what you're awful too. And Murray goes, I'm awful. Why am I awful? And he says, because you played my video. You made fun of me. And now you've yes. invited me on your show so you can make fun of me again. He basically says, and then they get to yelling and Murray's like, call the police. Starts yelling at his people on stage to call the police. Still live TV. Still live TV. And the Joker just finally screams. He's like, I've got another joke for you, Murray. And I know the exact line because I think it was in the comic. He says, what do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that like throws him in the garbage and treats him like trash. He says something like that. And he says, I'll tell you what you get. And then he just yells, you get what you fucking deserve. And he pulls out his gun and he blows Robert De Niro's head off on live TV. 
It, yeah, it is, and he's just sitting there kind of twitching in the chair. And it is live, still live TV yeah, live. before it cuts out. And it is it's it is a brutal like they cut to this wide shot like what you'd see at home, and he just fucking blows his brains out. And it's amazing. And it, it's like the greatest. It's the greatest Joker but, but, scene ever filmed, I think. But you're you're so drawn into the movie. <laughs> it was like watching real shit. I mean, I was like, I I was speechless. And the audience, Me, the audience is screaming. Everyone's going nuts. And he gets up, and then he shoots him again, and then he starts dancing on the stage, and then he does kind of the typical Joker thing. Runs up to the camera and goes, "Well, yeah. everybody, that's it for our show. Good night from the Murray Show." And, he, and then they cut him yeah. off. So so then it cuts off, but but everybody saw it on live TV. Yeah. And then all the news reporters there. He didn't try to run. The cops arrested him. Yeah. They just, put him in the back of the car. Him. But everybody sees on live TV where he's at, where the thing's leaving, where everybody on the, in the city's on his side. Yeah, and, and, so, and like a riot's broken out over what he did because all the crazy clown people have taken to the streets and they just yeah. – and he's in the back of the police car and the cop is like, so are you happy with yourself? You're the one that caused this. And he's like, it's so beautiful, isn't it? Oh, you see, so excited yep. that he's causing this mess. But, but when he's in the police car, what what they don't realize, it's almost like putting someone that, that raped someone's five-year-old daughter, you put him in a car and you tell all the family members he's in that car because it was broadcast on TV. You know, everybody knew the street, the, the you know, every, you know, they knew where he was. Yeah. But 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 they're riding and all of a sudden there's a damn car wreck that scared the shit and out of me. A stolen ambulance crashes into the car, into the police car. Yeah. And, and they use an ambulance so they can What I felt like was because they knew that it was going to be damaged when they hit him and that way they could save him or or something like that. I I, I just thought maybe maybe they just knew what they were it, doing. It was it was a risky maneuver to save the Joker, kind of like the end of Last Jedi when Rose crashed into Finn to quote unquote save him. It was yeah, a little yeah. risky maneuver. But anyway, they end up saving him to get him out of the car. Uh, he dances around and it, it does it go off there? Well, he he climbs up on top of the car and people are just cheering and he realizes everyone's cheering for him. And it's like he's, him, he's in the yeah. spot for the finally got the spotlight he always wanted. Then and he starts dancing, and then he, he takes the blood out of his mouth and he paints a smile on his face with the blood. And he's and, and you actually and it's it's weird as it is, but you actually feel kind of happy for him. I did, <laughs> you do. But I, I think I think the reason that, it, that this movie has made all the news all week, CNN people talking about it, is because that very moment right there, whenever he has killed these people, now all these people, he shot the man on TV. People are praising him. The whole movie, he was trying to be just be noticed. He was just trying to be noticed for being a nice guy. And here it was. It showed all these TV screens. It literally showed like 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 a whole wall he's on of every TVs. channel. Yeah, and he's on every channel. And 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 it's the. I, I think the reason that people were talking about crazy people seeing it is because that part was real. Yeah, you can have somebody that's a loner that lives in a double wide trailer, be on every news channel for doing something terrible. For doing something terrible. Any, anybody, I think, get, I think that's what people were worried about. The wrong person would see this movie and realize, you know, what? this movie is so true. This movie is exactly. But, it, but it's funny how the, how real life it's funny is. Though that the, but the media that keeps attacking the movie are scared that someone's going to do something. But the media is cover. complicit. In turning these people into celebrities, yeah, that's what the, that's right. the irony you're... of it, or, or the hip hop, the hypocrisy of it. Like everyone yeah. says, don't show their picture. They put these people in the cover of Time magazine when they go yeah. filthy. It's ridiculous, and then they act all like, oh, we can't, 
but he also it, it's also because he 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 motivates They're the fuel he inspired, fuel to the fire he inspired violence too because the big part of the movie at the end is it shows this riots broken out and you see the Wayne family coming out of a theater and you know it's going to happen I thought I, the whole movie I said yeah and they start trying to get out of the riot and they they duck down an alleyway to try to get away and a guy in a clown mask follows them. And he walks up and he, and he pulls a gun and he actually says exactly what the Joker said to Robert De Niro. He says, hey, Wayne, you get what you fucking deserve. And he blows the mom and dad away. And he said, see, he said the exact line the Joker had said on TV. So it is, he inspired so, him. Right, right. He inspired him, which they always talk about. What, what do you call it? Uh, the, the, the copycat. Yeah. What, what do you call it? I guess, I guess copycat. Uh, you know, like whenever they're like, oh, man, there was a mass shooting here. We're worried about copycat people now seeing the publicity that it gets and, and the popularity yeah. and, and the, you know, you're an instant star. And, of course, the little boy, every the little boy witnesses his parents, his parents die. And then that sets up that someday that uh, boy's going to turn into Batman. Yeah. But if you remember in the first Joker, and I've always thought that the story was in the comic series and Gabe uh, uh, Onslaught can probably help us with this. Uh, when you listen, let us know, Gabe. And the one with uh, Michael Keaton, the Joker shoots his parents, right? Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll be, be honest. Didn't the Joker originally kill in the, in, they've had, Bruce Wayne's parents? They've had parents? a billion different versions, but yeah, in, in the, the Michael Keaton one, the Joker did it. And I thought that's, I actually was a little disappointed with that. I thought this movie was actually going to end with the Joker because he's killed every person that's wronged him in this movie. And, and Thomas yeah. Wayne is like the person that wronged him the most of all. And so I thought the Joker was going to go kill Thomas Wayne, the wife, and he was going to create Batman. And that was going to be like See, the ending, but it ended. He, I think that would have been a better, that would have been a better I kind of, I, I wanted that to happen, but he, he still kind of did because he inspired the guy that did it. Um, but I think they tried to walk a line where they wanted you to still feel sympathy for the Joker, even to the end. And if he had gone and just shot this parents down in front of their kid, it's like, well, the sympathy's kind of gone. But then the final scene of the movie, it's, it, no one knows if that's a dream or what the hell's happening because he's in a loony bin. It's like they they caught him, they finally rounded him up, and he's in a nut house, and he's sort of he's getting psychiatric treatment again, and he's kind of laughing to himself. And the and the nurse and he has a new psychiatrist, and she's like, she's like, what's so funny, Arthur? Like what what's the joke? And he start and you re, and you look at what he's thinking, and he's actually thinking about the Wayne family dead and that little boy standing there over the dead parents. And he looks at her. He looks at her, and he says, "You wouldn't get it." And then the next scene, yeah. it cuts to him walking out of that room, and he's leaving bloody footprints, implying that he killed that lady. And I think the ending implies that he's escaping because he starts running down the hall, and they're all ch- the people are all chasing him back and forth. So I, I think it implies that he's about to get away. Maybe. So is this a one-off, or do you think they could get him back to do another film? They said it was going to be a one-off, and now that it made a hundred quadrillion dollars, Walking Phoenix and them are now saying, "No, I'd like to revisit it," because they now, say, they sold money. The other day, I made a post on Facebook, and he was on what, what late show was that? Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, and, and Walking Phoenix was on Jimmy Kimmel, and, and it was just an awkward interview altogether. And there was something that happened on the interview that just literally pissed me off. I went and got my son out of his room, and I brought him down. I was like, what's, what's this shit right here? What's, what's What just happened? And Jimmy Kimmel was like, you know what? We got a reel to where uh, a blooper reel, and, and we're going to play and see what you think about it. And it was about, it was a cut scene to where the director kept calling him Cher. 
or, or something like that. And, and he lost his mind backstage. I mean, behind the scenes. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you know, and he was just kind of like, dude, I, I, I really, I, I feel I'm uncomfortable now. I don't know what to say. He's like, that, that's so supposed to be private. And it went on for a couple of minutes. And then all of a sudden the interview ends and Jimmy Kimmel was just kind of laughing at him. And it was the most awkward interview ever. And it, then it went off. Well, I mean, there was nothing. But come to find out, that was him acting. And it was all a prank. Well, walking, Every, you know what Joaquin Phoenix should have done? There, there were, you know what he should have done? There were 20 stories on news. I saw it on the news the next day. People mad about this. But it was it was all fake, right? I heard it was fake. Joaquin Phoenix, what he should have done, if, if Jimmy Kimmel was making fun of him on that talk show, he should have said, how about a joke, Jimmy? <laughs> This is what happened. Yeah. And then he should have blown Jimmy Kimmel's brains out live on air, just like he did Murray. Did you did, did you watch the actual clip? Yeah, I did. did. I didn't get what was even happening in the thing Jimmy Kimmel showed. It was just so he's just sitting at a table with his face is painted. And I but it, did did you not feel like that he was really uncomfortable with it? Like like why, oh, yeah. why would you do this to me, Jimmy? Yeah, but I, I, and, yeah, but I, I, I don't like, get what the joke was. It wasn't funny. There was no joke to it. I don't understand what it, the, the hoax was. I, I think it was real because you know. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, he was like, you, you know, you're considered a weird guy. Are you weird? And he's like, well, wh- what do you mean? He's like, I don't know a lot about you, so you could be weird. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, no, nah, everybody knows about me. He's like, but you, you're a weird guy. He's like, tell us something that you like to do. And he's like, well, I, I kind of like breakdancing. And, and Jimmy Kimmel kind of laughs at him. He's like, dude, you're, you're laughing at something that I like to do. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. And that was before it went to a commercial. Then it went to a commercial and come back. I don't, I don't think that mess was fake. I, I think... I, I, I don't know, man. Well, Did you watch the whole thing? No, you that break I, I, didn't watch, and stuff? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I'm saying the part where he showed the clip, I didn't understand what the joke was. If it was a hoax, I don't get what was meant to be funny about it. Yeah, I don't either because it made, it made a lot of people mad at Jimmy Kimmel that were watching it. So I don't know if Jimmy Kimmel messed up and then Joaquin Phoenix is like, hey, man, let's say it was a joke. Because they did, and let just, it go was that. Some, I don't think it was real. It's just some it was random real. clip of him between takes, sitting at a table, and I don't under and I don't get. There was no. They kept calling him Share, and he's like, "Stop calling me Share." Yeah, I don't get it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Share. Whatever. And it, it didn't make any sense, but but the way that Jimmy Kimmel was treating him was really pissed me off, and I and I made the clip on Facebook, and a lot of people commented was like the same with the same thing. They're like, "Man, that's just." Why would anybody do that to Joaquin Phoenix whenever you're the guest on the show? Watch the entire thing sometime. I mean, I I don't think it's fake. I I think they come out and said that. But there's a lot of stuff we didn't mention in this movie. There's there's scenes where he's playing clowns, and he works for this clown industry, and he goes to children's homes. There's an amazing scene with a midget, like a really tense scene involving a midget in his apartment. Really tense scene that's well done. Was that not the best scene ever? Yeah, that scene is like that's a, that's an upsetting scene because you were, and he couldn't reach he couldn't reach yeah. the lot, dude. I felt so bad. You, you feel legitimate. That's if, if I had to make a list of like the five best scenes, that's that's one of them. That scene was it was sad, but it also showed that the joke again. The Joker is not just like past Jokers are just killing everybody. He's only killing the people that wronged him. You know that's what he's doing. Yeah. He he said to the guy, he's like, look, you were always good to me. You can go. But there's that moment where you think he's going to kill that poor little midget. <laughs> and it's like, Ugh. What about that? I don't know how many takes they had to get to get that death scene whenever those they were in his apartment. That was that that was a brutal scene, man. He's sitting there with the white face, and he's just covered in blood. Yeah, because yeah. he was getting ready to go on the show. Yeah. And he told him, he's like, man, I'm, I'm going to be on the show tonight. I'm going to be on and, the very show tonight. You know, they, they were coming to... 
say, hey, man, your mom died. We're bringing you a bottle of wine or liquor. And you know what? But it was the guy that really got him fired. It, yeah, the guy he killed. Again, that guy had given him the gun and then I think lied about giving him the gun and then had told the boss he had the gun and then gotten him fired. Yeah. Time for Mom's Minute. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that there was a show after this. But uh, uh, matter of fact, we'll just end the show. Yeah, uh, we've gone Go follow Zombie Cash World. I'm sorry. I just saw in chat. Uh, I'm so sorry. But uh, we're Zombie Cast. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. Good night. Bye. <laughs>